Welcome back to another episode of Suds and Cinema. My name's Kyle. I'm Jacob. I'm Josh. This is episode number 48, and tonight we are reviewing Wonder Woman 1984. Obviously, the biggest release in a long time. The first, the start of the Warner Brothers HBO Max deal. The downfall of cinema. (laughs) The the end of cinema as we know it. Plus, a ton of other things we've been watching. We're starting the cram jam of 2020 finishing up our 100 movies of 2020 i think we're gonna go over that though because we have two more weeks to go so uh, and we just had christmas too so got a couple christmas movies to talk about it's gonna be a packed episode uh i know we said i think on social media maybe even on the last recording we were gonna have a guest today unfortunately it didn't work out eric's not with us but uh, he's we'll, see place. we'll see if we can. Uh, we'll see if we can reach him later. We might uh, try to get him on the line. Real quick, how's your Christmas? How's your holiday? Not bad. Not bad at all. Yeah, made sure to wear a mask because I am now in a COVID testing site, so mm-hmm. exposure is possible every day and probable mm-hmm. every day. So cool. I, we should also mention that we're finally back together. Yeah, in one true. in After site a, a full month. Yep, two weeks reunited, and it feels so good. And I won't have to edit this episode. <laughs> also correct. Thank God. I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> At least I can do it. It's true. Like now guys, I can now I can start my own podcast. I know how to run the sound and I can edit. So yeah. Uh, do you guys get anything good? Or that I got you want to mention. I got a new watch, Apple Watch, the newest one. Cool. Super nice. No. No? (laughs) Nothing that crazy, no. I got the AirPods, which is nice. And then the new arm, which I won't be able to use for like a month, but that's fine. Bye. I had to fly with only a backpack. Oh, you sent it? You have to send it? Well, my parents are just going to drive back from Florida with it in the car because they drove. You just hold it with you, like so, put it in your jacket. Like this is my clothes. <laughs> yeah, honestly, of everything uh, uh, to bring, I wanted to bring that because. But this is uh, this is actually still working out fine. But uh, I can't wait to try it out. Have a it's supposed to be arm. legit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, studio quality arm. All right, let's get into this beer. So last week, I know it was my pick, but it didn't really work out as planned. If you listen to that episode. <laughs> And so, uh, and the other reason I got this beer was because I was driving from the Detroit area to here. So I drove through Ann Arbor and so I had to stop at Holmes Brewery, of course, um, quickly growing as one of my favorite breweries, one of Josh's favorite breweries. Jacob loves it. Been mine. Yep. So everything they make is pretty good. So I got two beers. Uh, we're going to start with one. We'll see if we get to the other one. Uh, and this is called Obvert. I feel like the, there was more of a description on their on their site site versus the untapped one. Um, this is exact actually exactly what it says on the okay. this. So this sounded interesting for a couple different reasons. It's an IPA. Um, it's brewed with Cryo Mosaic, DDH with Topaz, and Idaho Seven. Notes of candied orange, peach, and tropical fruit. So there's a lot to get into here. Mm-hmm. First off, what is, I mean, we obviously know what mosaic hops are. What is cryo mosaic? They freeze them as soon as they come out. So they like keep oh, fresh. fresh. Hmm. Um, it's like corn. Yep. They freeze it. 
So at it's peak freshness. So it comes in cold, and then when you hop it, it like when the when it warms up, the flavors really like pop. So if you didn't know, frozen corn is actually even more fresh than fresh corn, unless you literally get it like off the, <laughs> off the yeah. farm. Yeah. But if you buy just fresh corn, it's actually worse oh, yeah. than frozen. Hmm. Uh, okay. How about DDH with Topaz? DDH means double, double dry, dry hot. hot. Yep. So that would be your hops um, after it's after it's in the um, um, bright or the fermenter. Mm-hmm. So and then Topaz is an Australian hop. Ooh. So they do a yep. lot. They, AU. They do a so lot. So I didn't with, read that, but AU, yeah, obviously. With Australia. Australian, and they do New Zealand hops as well. A big one that came through was Nelson Sauvin, which was like a huge, everyone used it, and that was New Zealand hop. So mm-hmm. we get a lot of, actually, the first one I ever had that was a New Zealand hop was from Bad Brewing like four or five years ago. They used to have a drink or a pale ale called a Zealander, and it was like my favorite beer they ever made, and it was New Zealand hops. Hmm. So. Hmm. Idaho Seven, I'm not familiar with, but another hop variety. It's gonna though? be uh, it's gonna be seven. I'm assuming seven, seven different hops, all all together. But I don't know what the seven. I mean, are. like a hybrid. Yeah, like Falconer's Flight is technically seven hops, but it's called it's one hop that they call, but it's like a blend of oh, blend I of see. seven hops, okay. seven C's. I thought it was like a hop made. From seven nope. hops. No, not like crust. Yeah, like bread, a bread. No, yeah. <laughs> no it's, I think it's a blend of seven. I'm assuming. I don't know Idaho seven, but. Mm, I don't know. Well, okay. So Idaho seven is actually trademarked. Um, unless that's talking about the beer. Anyway, uh, brings pungent tropical fruit and pine character. Developed by Jackson Hop Farm in Wilder, Idaho. Primarily aroma and dry hopping due to its potent aroma and flavor. High enough alpha acids to contribute good bitterness. So, yep, just another hop variety. I don't know about... That would be crazy, though, if it would be seven plus those other two or two. That'd be, what, nine? You would add them all? I think think Idaho 7 is probably just one hop variety. Yeah, it might be. I have no... So, this would be three, a blend of three different hops. So, that's Obvert. Uh, 7.6%. ABV, no IBUs available. Did you and say what type of beer it was? It. Yeah, it's an IPA. Oh, IPA. American IPA. But yeah, their totally IPAs are always on the hazier side. So yeah, they're juicy. It's going to be juicy. Yeah, they use a lot of, you know, fruit. and I mean, like everything on the menu is some. Holmes is probably the one of my favorite, if not my favorite, Michigan brewery. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they. I haven't had a bad one. They have one. a 4.22 average. I haven't just that's not crazy. had a bad one. I haven't had anything that's just. That's even yeah, average. Like just good. They're yeah. all above average <laughs> yeah. to great. Yeah, yeah. Every single beer they make a, they make a Vienna Lager, and it's the best Vienna Lager, like the perfect Vienna Lager. They follow, the way that they can follow, a recipe and put it, like as clean and as, spot on as you can, imagine. They can they can excel at their your classic, your classic styles, and then they also make their weird off the wall. Styles and the best thing about it is their their basement is refrigerated, um, because it used to be an old water building, so the water had to be kept at like a six like certain temperature. So it's like constantly, the basement is literally like moisture wicking, like it's a 
state what? of the art basement. Yeah. That's so they're sour. That's why their sour program is like they were able to start because normally it takes a year or two to build sours, but they were having sours from the get go because they were able to store it properly. That's interesting. Yeah, they always have a lot of sours on tap. Yeah, and they're they're well known for their sours, like, like very Jolly very well known, and they're just everything about them. Their branding is awesome. Everything their marketing is amazing. Yeah. Everything is just a like great cohesive. Like it feels like a brewery that's got it together, and they they definitely yeah they study everything a lot they do they is very they've got we calculated. Went, we went when it was warm, so we sat like kind of. They have a sweet building like. There's a huge opening, so like when even when you sit inside, it's kind of mm-hmm. outside also at the same time when it's hot. And then they have a sweet patio too, which I just got to see today. I've never been there in the winter, but they've got gas fire, mm-hmm. three gas fireplaces, a huge long bench, just lots of. It's yeah. a sweet um, atmosphere there. Yeah, nothing they do is not calculated. Like they, everything they do is so like intentional. So it's like it just makes for like a great experience. Like. There's nothing really ever wrong there. Their food's really good too. Yeah, definitely fits in in Ann Arbor too. Yeah, like yeah. that. It feels very <laughs> style. Yeah, it feels Ann very Arbor. much Ann Arborish. Yeah. yeah. All right, Josh is gonna crack it open. So this is a growler. Um, so it's fresh so off the tap. We're getting uh, we're getting those draft pours. <laughs> oh my oh. god! They filled it right to the top. <laughs> sip it. Just sip it from the top. I don't care. <laughs> you guys heard that one yeah <laughs> some asmr for you guys yeah you want to just pour them all i'll just hand you my glass pour it up bartender you're the only bartender here it's true layla's like give me some of that headbutts it just so okay beer's poured you guys ready to drink it? Mm-hmm. Slight haze, not a lot. Yeah, not too, not as cloudy or as Smells hazy as fruity. I thought. Does smell fruity though? Yum. What is that? It's almost like an estuary aftertaste. Maybe I'd just me estuary. Yeah. Please elaborate. <laughs> fruity, like banana. Mm. Hmm. It tastes like yams, yams? like apricot. Mm, apricot made with real apes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's good. I like it. It's probably Reminds that me mix of, of like pine and because the hops is like pine, but then the the notes of fruit. Usually it's one or the other, right? Like hazy is mm. more fruity. A traditional IPA is a little bit more piney. Yeah, this definitely has more but of that happy com- mixing pine. those worlds. Yeah. It's like it's leaning more towards a regular IPA to me, mm-hmm. but it's still definitely fruity. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Drink smooth. It's not. It's not bitter at all. I mean, I get a little bitter. Yeah, at the end. I mean, and it sticks to the back of the tongue. Mm-hmm. I don't Agreed. think it's that bitter, but I mean, I can taste it. But I'm saying, like, I don't know. For the layman, when maybe. you say IPA. It's what just because what might come to mind. You still have COVID taste buds. So. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> you still have the Rona buds. Very good. Anything else to nope. say? That's Obvert by Holmes. Abbert. Check them out. 
All right, well, let's get into our featured review, which is Wonder Woman 1984. Wonder Woman is written and directed by Patty Jenkins. It is also written by Jeff Johns and Dave Callahan. It stars Gal Gadot, Chris Pine, uh, Kristen Wiig, and Pedro Pascal. Plot synopsis reads, Rewind to the 1980s as Wonder Woman's next big screen adventure finds her facing two all-new foes, Max Lord and the Cheetah. Let's take a listen to a clip. Citizens of the world! I'm here to change your life. Anything you want. Anything you dream of, you can have it. Look like you saw a ghost. Diana, look at you. It's like now one day has passed. I don't want to be like anyone. I want to be an apex predator. You've always had everything, while people like me have had nothing. Well, now it's my turn. All right, what did you guys think of Wonder Woman 1984? Well, I wasn't, like, excited for this movie when I heard about it. Probably wouldn't have even watched it if I wasn't doing the show. But I will say I didn't mind the first one, so I wasn't expecting... A lot of people love the first one. I didn't love it, but I definitely thought it was like a fine, like a good time. I didn't have anything too negative about it. So since we had to watch, I was kind of, you know, had like some expectation of it being okay. And it didn't meet that expectation. It was, there was not very much I enjoyed about this movie. The acting was fine, I guess, for, but it was cheesy like especially when uh barbara Mm -hmm. in the beginning was that just so stereotypical awkward like it felt like this movie wanted to be like a cheesy 80s type feel but it did not especially feel like it yeah it didn't feel like it though like and it was especially stronger in the beginning and then it's kind of like just fell off like they dropped it and it didn't feel like that 80s feel at all anymore which Maybe if they leaned into that more, it would have worked better for me, but it didn't work for me. I don't even get why it had to take place in the 80s, other than the fact that they knew like the 80s is popular, right? So maybe that would get people in on it. Or maybe 80s is like before Superman and stuff, so that way they could keep him and every all those other heroes out of it and just be about her, because otherwise it's like, where are they at during this movie? I don't know. But other than the beginning, it was like it could have been any time, really. Mm-hmm. It's like they just forgot about it. Yeah. Yeah, that, that was. Yeah. Yeah. And I. Every like shooting the shots and everything and action was average. And especially the action felt bad for the most part for me, especially in the beginning. It felt so floaty and it just wasn't cool. Like. I'm watching, I'm like, this is stupid. And I already think Wonder Woman is this weird character, like superhero for me. She just, her powers and stuff, even back the original one where she flew around in the invisible jet, right? And I thought that was like the dumbest thing. And 
the lasso of truth yeah dumb thing it just she was never like a really cool superhero to me but they made her slightly cooler in the first movie and this just the fighting and everything felt i don't know it felt dumb like cheesy especially that mall scene in the beginning mm. yeah so the action wasn't even that good which this is an action movie right so even if the other parts weren't that great right the plot whatever because this was i don't even really know what the point of anything of it was the action wasn't even that great <laughs> and the mo i didn't really care about any of the characters there was like the motivations that drove all the characters were pointless they were so weak like so weak and it was the pacing was terrible this movie felt so long and it was long it was so long it was long mm-hmm. but it you, i felt every minute of that length too <laughs> like there's very little that i can say that i liked about it other than it was definitely had money to it, it definitely had sparks there was some of the, a little bit of the action scenes that were kind of interesting in how they did it but just overall yeah i didn't really enjoy the movie <laughs> Yeah. Um, did so. Yeah, watching this movie, I didn't watch the first one, and I don't know if that if you were supposed to. Well, you would have more of a connection with because I have her. I, and he came yeah, out. Steve story. came out of nowhere, and I'm like, what? The, like, like I was supposed to know. Spoiler, but <laughs> yeah, I think it. Definitely I mean, is. it says Chris Pine is in it, so you know yeah. he's at least in the movie. But it's important to, for that relationship, right? Because I had no idea about. There's the a lot of motivation and stuff from. Wonder Woman and from his perspective in this movie as you can see too is like she's an Amazon so like guys and stuff aren't even that big a deal and she's never been with anybody else since so like they definitely had this like deep connection yeah and I didn't so I didn't know that and I feel like like I don't think this was marketed enough to like necessarily deem itself a sequel I feel like it was the way I got it was supposed to be like this, like a standalone movie. But without seeing the first one, you can't really understand this one as much. So like I didn't understand it the relationship. <laughs> like it helps with that relationship, but the rest of it doesn't yeah. help with. And the whole like the whole tonal difference of like, are they going for the over top cheesy eighties vibe or not? Because, like, they really, really leaned on to 80s in the beginning. Like, the mall scene, like, they just went over <laughs> the top. Like, this is an 80s movie. Yeah. Here's every cliche thing you can think about from the 80s mm-hmm. thrown in your face was for that, five minutes. Was a Firebird in the beginning? Yeah, like the Firebird yeah. at the beginning. And then they all had, like, fanny packs and, like, the that store they went in. They, like, stole, like, those sunglasses that looked super 80s and... They were like working out in the middle of the mall with like the typical 80s workout garb. Like it was just like so in your face. And then it completely stopped. Well, other than when this Chris Pine was trying trying to all his clothes and then ended up on something that didn't look 80s at all. So then like the whole. But he had a fanny pack. Yeah. Well, in one of them. No, in the end outfit. Yeah. Um, I also. Yeah. I also don't understand. Why they t- casted a Chilean c- actor for an American, and why they felt did that was that explained? Are you talking about Pedro Pascal? Yeah, like he's not, he, yeah, he it's was, explained at the end. He he's an outcast. He gets shit on like his whole life because he's different because he's a foreigner. 
Oh, because they, Why like, did they made make it, him blonde though. They made it seem like he was very he probably like, was they, American. That could have been a scene, but they he's trying to change his look to blend in more. See that? Okay, that makes more sense. But I couldn't. I didn't even recognize him at first. I'm like, is that is that him? Yeah. Like I don't know if that's him. It looks like him, but I don't know. He was kind of chubbier or something too. I don't, his face looked fatter. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't know. know that would have had to have been. I don't know. It, it couldn't have been. Maybe not. So, he just looked weird to well, me. Well, I don't know. Maybe I guess maybe he hair. doesn't have to be in shape for Mandalorian, yeah. but this had to have been filmed like back to back with Mandalorian. Oh, yeah. Well, it had you, to be. You'd dirty, barely yeah. see his face in Mandalorian. Though. Yeah, that's true. But that's what I'm saying is I don't know <laughs> like if he has twice. to be in shape because I've never seen that. But I'm I've never seen like, You would think he would be in Who shape is he from in those. Mandalorian. He's the He's Mando. Mandalorian. Oh, he is yeah. the main character? <laughs> yeah. You just only see his face like twice, literally. So far. I don't know. Anyway, spoiler. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess I I understand that now, but still it felt kind of odd that they had he was like toting how he was like American and like very much American and then he's like had a Spanish accent the whole time. So I was I was kind of confused, but I guess that answered. Um but it was just this movie was like just so boring. And they had like action scenes and they tried to like create the love interest and it was just there was it wasn't there then they tried like like sort of like a coming of age or not coming of age but like the the bullied girl becomes becoming, like takes awesome. off her glasses and now she's hot. now she's hot. i thought that was so dumb i'm like really i always think that's dumb because i'm like clearly but that's that, like an attractive and if person the, if, like, if they were gonna lean on that because like very much in the 80s culture was like that I mean, you think of like Breakfast Club or or um, any other what's the 16 Candles. You think of like 80s movies. It was always like this nerdy girl that like yeah. ended up being hot. But like you still didn't feel that. Like I wish they would have just went full blown. Well, because 80s. It, didn't, it wasn't that long into the movie where it changed. Yeah. I wish they would have just been like full blown 80s like. Exactly. I like, felt like that feel, cheesiness would have felt cult, better. Yeah. Then it would have worked better for me. Like the corny cheesiness would have worked better if it, they just held that 80s yeah. aesthetic because then but I, it didn't like it would make sense. The like scenes in it felt modern. very modern yeah. with and just like, the trappings of 80s. Yeah. It was like it was like the bare bones 80s. Like you could c- kind of tell it was. But like, like ooh, leg warmers and yeah, aerobics. but like like you you go to the 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 room that they like where they live and it's like doesn't look very 80s and then like the just the millet they're like he's like the plane it just i don't know it didn't it didn't lean enough into like the 80s theme like i wish they would even film like throw a filter on the thing and make it look like an 80s film like really if you're gonna put that in the title 1984 grasp the 84 yeah what was the, yeah like that's what i was saying just, i think it was used what's just the first because movie, it's a popular like, decade was the first yeah, movie in the 70s that was in the forties. It was World War One. Yeah. Okay, so I didn't. I didn't say late thirties. No, it was World One, wasn't it? Two is in the forties. World War One was like well, nineteen seventeen. Was in the tens. Yeah. <laughs> was it really? Nineteen seventeen was World yeah. War One. Yeah, the, the movie. movie. <laughs> <laughs> I think it actually started yeah. in fourteen. Yeah, but I mean, it was but in yeah. the teens <clears throat> versus teen to twenty. World War Two was in the forties. I knew yeah. that. Because <laughs> World War Two started after the Great Depression. That ended in like what thirty eight? Right. No, because no, twenty two to twenty nine. Yeah. But the the that anyway. movie definitely takes place in one at World War One, right? I don't remember. Honestly. <laughs> I, think, I think it does. That would make more sense because it, it would have. That's why he, it 
the advance that he saw would have been so much bigger than like yeah. 40 years versus 70 years. E- yeah. Right. But yeah. also I don't remember, honestly, it had to. Have well, been. they we're, were talking about radar, too, and there was radar in World, World War Two. It's World War One. Yeah. They had radar in World War Two. Yeah, he has no idea. What yeah. Radars, yeah. Did they have like. I don't know. I don't know. There was a lot of I don't I just didn't really like it. <laughs> <laughs> OK. <laughs> Yeah, we'll do, uh, obviously, general thoughts. I mean, there are... I don't think there's, like, a ton of spoilers. We'll talk about the ending and stuff, obviously, but any, oh like, plot God, details after, oh my God. we'll get into. Which ending? Yeah, right. <laughs> um, yeah, so I didn't love it either. I thought for, like, the f- beginning, I want to say first hour, maybe, I was okay with it. But then I realized that the first almost half of the movie is all set up. And it's kind of hard to really fuck up the setup because you're not paying anything off yet. You're setting everything up. I mean, your movie has to be truly awful to botch like the setup to all this. I had some questions and stuff that got answered throughout that period. But then I realized that this movie's two and a half hours long and the first quote unquote action scene doesn't happen until over halfway through. That's a I mean, problem yeah. for a superhero movie. Unless you consider the trials well, action. The mall. That was terrible. Like, that was so stupid, the mall though. Had act. Was the, yeah. yeah, the mall was like a small time uh, heist. And I know? hated that. She and didn't she even, threw she them really, off the roof and destroyed a police yeah. cruiser. I'm like, why would she do that? <laughs> but they're so They alive. could have died. Like, And she destroyed a police cruiser. Like, Couldn't she have just tied them up? Yeah, I mean, you could consider that action, but... <laughs> It doesn't really use. She doesn't really use her powers. I should say she wouldn't even have to use her powers for that, right? That no. scene. I mean, these are small time crooks or whatever. Oh she God, she doesn't so like take on the Wonder Woman role until over halfway through the movie. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, and that's kind of a problem. And then even then, that was when I noticed. Wow, the action is really bad. Really bad. badly choreographed action scenes. Like really bad. Just that whole. Uh, highway scene I was like a lot of it didn't make sense was wondering what's going on anyway we'll get into that in more detail the action just yeah was not good even the ending where this is like the climax she faces two villains one of them really can't do anything physically against her and the other one is supposed to be like you know her physical rival and that action was underwhelming five minutes it was five minutes yeah it was a little (laughs) bit better five minutes long yeah, they face off like. No, a I little actually bit. thought that scene was one I of did. the only good scenes. Actually, we'll talk about it. They face off before that too, which I thought was more interesting. That's what I was gonna say. The scene when they fought before in the White that House. was more interesting. Right, that was the most interesting fight scene. To me. Yeah, I thought so too. Like when she caught him with the spoiler chair alert. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, just the action was underwhelming, which is a huge problem in a superhero slash action movie. I know exactly what you're saying with the 80s aesthetic. They go super heavy in the beginning and then they kind of forget about it. And then everything about the movie, a movie that does a really good job uh, portraying its setting doesn't need to throw it in your face. You can right. feel it. Yeah. It's this is like, Stranger hey, Things. we're in the 80s. Stranger Things. Is throwing that. A yeah. parachute pants You reference. don't never know what decade it technically is because it, it never really you says, a time stamp, but, but just, you know it's yeah. 80s. Yeah, you have that feeling. It's, it's a an aesthetic and this doesn't have an aesthetic it is reliant on dialogue and jokes to tell you that this is the 80s and shot and set up shots of firebirds and stupid <laughs> yeah. shit so 
None of like aerobics. They loved showing that <laughs> stuff. Too. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, okay, I get it. None of this came across as like being in the, like it didn't have that eighties aesthetic, which is what I'm sure a lot of people wanted. Like Thor Ragnarok exactly. has an that's, aesthetic that's established by Taika Waititi. That's different from the whole MCU. Right. And like, I feel like this kind of wanted to do something that's similar. That's exactly what I thought. And fails yes. at every I was like, oh, okay, they're going to be trying to be like Thor Ragnarok, which is my favorite probably. Yeah. Of, MCU for sure. I've never seen that. It's I've seen the I first like two it. Thors. I, that but I is the only one. Like I can, I really like that. Is that one. the third yeah. one? Yeah. It's the third. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so just in like, Exactly. You know where I'm at with that. Like that aesthetic, it's missing that for sure. And then just the writing, like I feel like you can totally feel that there's three different people trying to write this movie and make it good and coherent. And it's actually what when you were saying that you hadn't seen the first one, there's one thing that benefits you greatly from not seeing the first one, which has to do with the ending. I feel like this is the same ending as the first one. And it's like a total... I don't know. It's just so corny. I really forgot the ending already. To me, they try to do. I feel like they try to do so many things in this movie. Like there's the whole uh, Cold War scare, nuclear arms scare, oh which they have to elevate it to a global threat. Of course, like if it was kind of just uh, Cheetah and Wonder Woman, it's you know very small scale, and a lot of people like that. They can take it, take steps back, and go to a smaller scale. And I feel like this just yeah, had to do like they? the global scale. It, this just, I don't know, because DC, I guess, doesn't usually do that as much as like Marvel does. Right. And they should. It's usually pretty isolated. Because, yeah. Yeah. It's like Batman is, you know, yeah, always Batman's Gotham always Gotham Superman just, even like, yeah, right. was mostly contained. Like this wanted to be, I don't know, like a Marvel feeling movie. I it, Honestly, like Thor Ragnarok or something. And they failed like completely. Yeah. So like. Just them trying to do, I mean, so many things with, there's two villains, there's the Cold War threat, um, the the whole comment on the, you know, oil and gas, like when that was, uh, that was a huge thing with the Middle East and which obviously led to more conflict later in time, but like they, they're trying to tie all these things in and there's not enough story connecting them. It's just like, it made no sense. And what you were saying exactly about motivations, like we see him be, you know, struggling and it's like his one wish or whatever that you want to say comes true. Like be a successful businessman. He owns half the oil in the world. Like why doesn't he just stop? (laughs) And I get like thinking about it. You get it. Like he, he constantly is saying, why not want more and more and more or whatever, but it's not portrayed well in the movie at all. So it doesn't come across as like a good motivation for him. It's just like, greed i guess which is just boring yeah i don't know yeah there's a few good things like you said i think all the leads do a pretty good job pedro pascal is super cartoony but i think he's supposed to be that way yeah i thought he was over the top but it felt like it was meant to be intentional exactly um honestly there was probably gal gadot was the weakest of the leads there was just parts that i noticed it more you know she's not well she is an actress now but didn't come from acting. She came yeah. from modeling and people were shitting on her before when I thought the first movie was much better. Wait. And <laughs> in this movie, I felt like I, th- there was actually times that shown through that she wasn't really that yeah, talented was or wasn't really giving it her all. Maybe, I don't know, but yeah, of the leads, I would say she was probably the weakest and yeah, it looked, 
okay. There was I, like this, the effects I did think were actually pretty bad. Like you said, very floaty and stuff. And some of well, the DC stuff is supposed to be that way. The, but the worst, most egregious part was the in the sky. Like, yeah. I don't want Is that a spoiler that she's like, you know. Oh, when she's flying. flying. I thought the highway yeah. scene was the worst. That, there was a few yeah, bad. That flying parts part, sure. I'm just like. Yeah, they, I, it felt like unfinished. It, yeah, it did not it, feel like a would, full like, budget how, this, DC movie. Like, this must have had insane money, right? Right, yeah. How did that look so bad? Like, because it looks so cheap. This was never like her known. Air, her hair was, like, barely blowing. I'm like, she's <laughs> up that high. The, it, the wind would be so heavy that, like... Well, that could be, like, an oversight. I'm just saying, like, if 200 million. Yeah. This was never planned to go straight to streaming. This was always planned and to be a And it felt massive... like it was going to be straight to streaming. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It definitely felt like that to me. I'm like, oh, this is, wait, no, this was meant to, be... this is like a huge budget, huge, like Marvel level, like giant hero movie. And it did not feel like that. No, it felt a straight it to streaming. Amateur. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's pretty much it for my general thoughts. And there's, a lot of details to get into, some questions I have, and just comments on those things broken down more. So I don't want to do like a non-spoiler review of the plot or whatever. I just want to talk freely about it. I mean, our general thoughts were pretty long. So if you're planning on seeing this, it's free. <laughs> I mean, you have to be like well, a massive fan of the first one to, I feel like, to watch this and enjoy it. Whereas I was like a tempered fan of the first one, like... Then above average it's above i think the first one is above average i thought so. a lot of people did i got like a 70 yeah, I something was, no people i, I think people it. love yeah. the first one but i'm saying just as like a person that was not too hot on it this is not going to do anything for you at all and seeing this one and not seeing the first one doesn't really make me want to watch the first one the at first all. one is way better yeah for sure yeah. for sure so okay let's get into and then what was the whole beginning we can start right there. The beginning. <laughs> like the whole beginning. The trial showing, thing. Yeah. Like we already established who she was. I was like going to say, shouldn't that have been established up, the first you movie? You built it up in the first movie. So I don't even know what the point of showing that all other than be like, the whole bring point, those characters back. The I'll whole you, point the is one point, word. Yeah. No, the entire point is comes from Robin, Robin Wright is um, Hippolyta. Is that her character's name? Anyway, it's Robin Wright. And she says, you'll never get anywhere from lying or whatever. Yeah. Truth will. Basically the truth set you will, free. Yeah, exactly. Which cast to come around at the end, mm-hmm. remember? That's literally the only time that, that whole that scene whole was, a setup was a setup for the last Because set. she cheats and she doesn't win. Yeah, it was pretty bad. The, yeah. the beginning was Because I thought it was completely Antiope. a waste of time. Uh, Antiope. Okay, yes. Yeah, the I her mom. Was kind of I had like yes. I was so confused. I'm like, I already know all these characters. They already built up her backstory. I knew where she came from. Like this was already established. Why am I seeing this again? Yes. It's for that one line yep. of the truth or whatever. You'll never get anywhere. And from then lying, they could the bring truth. in all those characters from the first movie. Yeah. I mean Who were only in that part. So here's the other thing too, is like that scene. It shows off like a little bit of the like Amazonian whatever powers or whatever, but they set it up to like this. Um, she says in the beginning, there's this line that uh, so many have been humbled by this trial or whatever. Like, like it's gonna be some like 
arduous task. It or, wasn't even that big. Like, it was just like like parkour. Mostly and regular like, people could have done that. Yeah, exactly. Like I was like, <laughs> Until why that is this last so... thing where they just launched the spear? Uh, like, 10, well, yeah, thousand. Yards. But I mean, for the Amazonians, I'm saying like even yeah. in their own like realm, why is this such like a does it seem deal. dangerous at all? Yeah, I didn't get it. They're humble also, because they lose. I mean, what, there's only she was one of so six like mad. I'm like, is this like not hap- Is this like a yearly thing or like is this once every ten years? And that's why she's so upset. It's like she could have won. Just <laughs> shut up and do it again next year. I don't know. Like, what was that trial even? And what do they get? What is the yeah? What, what was the of point it? of that what? trial? Well, yeah. And, and then why then... is she like ten doing it? Like, it... yeah, right. And I thought she was special because she was like. Uh, demigod almost, and that's why she's like a superhero. And I was so I was kind of confused a little bit why they were all like super strong and everything. Then well, I'm that's like, established in the first one that yeah, all, the I guess, but race, I forgot honestly. Them as a race like can do a lot. There is something there is something different or special about her. I don't know. I forget what she it can is. turn things invisible. I, I thought she was like, introduced in this like movie, the daughter God. of like Zeus or something. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, because there are gods like she. It's established in this movie again. If it's you forget Greek, that there's yeah. like actual gods, because she faces off against Ares, and then there's a god that creates this stone, you know. So that's in reality in this universe of yeah. the gods. So I think I think you're right that she might be a some kind of demigod. But the whole but the, the whole yeah. race is supposed to be like superhuman, but she's like she's actually extra a goddess, special. a goddess. There you she go. is a goddess. She's okay. Amazonian Olympian. So probably right, so she's of a the gods. Yeah. yeah, she's like Hercules. Yeah, right. That's that'd be my guess. I don't or know. It doesn't say it in this Achilles. movie explicitly, but um. So yeah, the beginning, not a strong start, and then it goes right into. Doesn't it go right into the mall scene after that? Well, no, she kicks that car from hitting the person, and then it goes. Well, to the yeah. Mall scene. Okay. Yeah. Whatever. They have to get some more '80s establishing yeah. shots, and then it goes to the mall scene. So, the mall scene is just it doesn't tie into the plot right no it's just the crooks robbing that okay so yeah she has to stop this this robbery of a place of a jewelry store in a mall or whatever they're stealing and there's all they show black market stuff they're stealing oh the black market stuff yeah they're trying to steal it did it like set up a lot to not tie in at all but it was all like literally just to tell you that it's in the 80s Right. Yeah, because malls, there was like Walden books and stuff. Yeah, like. and it was so. So this, uh, the thing about the first movie is that came out at a time when DC was getting shit on for being too dark and gritty, and, and then the, they were and not out. making good movies. Yeah, and then Wonder Woman came out, and they're like, "Oh, it's a little bit more lighthearted. It's not doesn't take itself too seriously, stuff like that." And I feel like with this movie, they over corrected on that. They're like everything. It felt like, especially in the beginning, everything is going to be a joke and like any chance to have a little bit of like, I don't know, violence or grit or whatever. They're going to take the the easy, not the easy way, the lame way, I should say, out and like all the stuff with how she captures them and everything. It was just so corny, like everything felt so corny. And yeah, why'd she keep grabbing them and like pulling them to the wall right, and yeah. like swinging? I'm like, what? I oh, the swinging with the rope and stuff was so dumb. Uh, yeah, the lasso true. <laughs> it felt like, um, I mean, it did feel like the '80s, like they were leaning into that. But even in that scene, even when they were going for the '80s feel, it didn't feel like corny enough, or didn't feel it just didn't feel like that '80s movie feel. 
So it felt, it felt like two worlds butting heads of like the 80s. They're trying to bring in the 80s, but they're trying to be a lighthearted superhero movie. I don't know. It's hard to describe. And then once they drop it, it makes it worse that they didn't lean into that. Yeah. But I'm all seen. I mean, yeah, we've all said it that we kind of hate that <laughs> part. Um, yeah. I honestly didn't like Barbara, you know, the cheetah. Kristen Wiig, yeah. Yeah, I her motivation when she turned evil to hate Wonder Woman or whatever. I'm like, what is this? Well, motivation? she never hated her. She, yeah, she kind of did. She was like fighting her and stuff. Like, well, because like, she wanted to keep it? her powers. That was, mm-hmm. yeah, but like it she just didn't felt actually so hate weak, her though. Like her entire motivation for like basically letting the world be destroyed and everything is because people didn't recognize her. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so she. Yeah. Exactly. That's her entire motivation. Well, the whole okay. It comes like it comes at a head when I think they're at the Mayan guy's place, yeah. right? And they figure that out. There's two things wrong with that. She says, "You get the sense that she doesn't want to lose her powers." That's kind of obvious. But the other thing that you don't understand is I didn't understand for the longest time that she was getting weaker. Or why she was getting weaker. Wonder Woman, that is. Well, it was just because you had to because give up something. Yes, exactly. She brought back but her But they don't boyfriend. make that clear in the yeah. movie at all. I didn't know that until like later on. Did she end. wish him back? Yes, yeah. she wished for it. When she holds it, she's like, I know what I'd wish for. She doesn't say it, though. She just goes like this. Right. right. So like this movie, the wishing thing is like a just a can of worms. If you're going to open that, like you got to have some fucking tight writing and like yeah. really good foundation Monkey's and yeah, what building. did she lose though that's what, what i was saying barbara losing? so barbara the only thing that she, she lost, lost her was good her goodness spirit. like yeah she's a good person i'm like she that's that. what a trade-off like you just lose being good like but you wouldn't even so realize you're losing good no, no like exactly. she didn't she lose didn't. like her brain so like, like it losing something that is your like the most important thing to you you're not that wasn't important to her clearly no like she, like she would have made a wish to be like this sexy, powerful person if she was like the such a good person that that was her yeah, everything. That was her. No, that's weak like, as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, and no, even Wonder I, Woman losing her powers. Like, I don't think of that as the most important thing to her. Like, when was that established that she cares so much about her powers? No, she's just a good person. So shouldn't she have just lost her goodness? Like, why is she losing her powers? That's when was there ever established that? She Wonder Woman cared that much about her powers. Mm-hmm. She just helps people because she's a good person. I mm-hmm. thought at first that they were that sh- that Kristen Wiig was literally taking her powers. Slowly. I did too. That's what I thought. That's what I thought also. Thank you. <laughs> Which, I thought like, she was transferring. And yeah. When she said, "I want to be sexy like her," and then I thought I at one point like they her. would be I kind of be like her. At one I'm point, like, oh, she's stealing her. That's what I thought. Yeah, right. They, at one point, they would be like evenly matched and then fight. You yeah. Know? But no, that's not. And then she knew how to fight and stuff and use. A, I'm like, OK, oh, know, she's yeah. still just a regular person. <laughs> even at, who gained even, these powers. Even if Wonder Woman is weak, she's been fighting for. Yeah. A she's still years. an amazing <laughs> warrior. She's a yeah. demigod. Yeah. Yeah. She doesn't have her super strength or speed and stuff, but she still like could beat most people up like just with her p- strength and technique. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, no, she loses that, that too. too. And then that all of a sudden, whole... that's even more reinforced the idea that she was stealing her power to me. Right. Because now she's good at fighting. I'm like, if I gained the powers of Wonder Woman, gained super strength and speed and stuff, I would still not be good at like fighting, you know? <laughs> like, 
not oh, against yeah. someone who's a trained warrior for a millennia. Like uh, that. Yeah. That that's why I thought she was stealing her powers, but she wasn't. Yeah. I, st- I didn't actually know what she was losing until really right now. When my, I said that. my biggest, <laughs> biggest, biggest gripe with this is just the, well, I guess the whole wish, it's the whole problem. wish is a huge problem. So much like, so they have, so everyone gets like one wish. It's like established that they all get one wish. Except for her, Except she can get two wishes. Because Chris she wishes gets for, two wishes. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, why? She's like, he's like at the end, oh, what do you wish for? I'm feeling generous. I'm like, she already, you already granted her wish. And then she wishes to become an apex predator and she turns into a literal cheetah. Yeah. Like, so that's she, two wishes. So then, then his, but then his son already had a wish. Then he wishes that he was there to stop the people from coming into his office. And he's like scared. And that doesn't come true. So like, so then it becomes, he can grant wishes when he wants to. But like I thought it I thought it was like you get one wish, that's your wish. Because they've established that even when the guy he like shakes his hand, he's like, Don't you wish like I was somewhere? And he goes, Oh wait, I already gave you a wish, didn't I? About the Porsches. No, yeah, they say it multiple so times then, that they can only have one. But then they he gives a couple other people multiple ones. So does she get a second wish just because she wished before he was the wish stone? So that's why she got the. They don't one. ever explain. I mean, they don't that's, explain that it, could so. be. I thought about that too. It crossed my mind, but I, I don't know. It's still like. But you then would can think Wonder Woman you, get two wishes? Then yeah, exactly. Or like, <laughs> not. Or you have to denounce your wish first to get another one, or something like that. And that the. But Crystal Wig never denounces her first one. No, exactly. No, that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying that's a rule. I'm oh. saying that should have been the rule, maybe. Yeah, or not, or just stick to the one wish for life or whatever. You know, that's it. And honestly, that ending. Oh my the god, the whole like it was okay. so cheesy. Yeah. Another thing with the wish. Yeah. This goes into the ending, which you, you want to talk about. I see. Mm. The the Pedro Pascal goes to the White House and talks to the president, and the president reveals to him that there is a way to broadcast. Mm-hmm. I was going to bring to this every up. screen in the world or whatever through space like through technology. And he says, oh, it was described to me as sending particles that you can touch or whatever. Right. So <laughs> he's like, oh, because he brings it up multiple times. I wish there was a way I could touch everyone and do this, whatever. Grant all hold these wishes. Hands. Yeah. Hold hands. Which, again, why does he want to grant so many wishes? It, it's so confusing. So I didn't know why. More. Apparently he got power. Yeah, but because he, he I thought takes he was them. getting he wanted dying. to get he w- started dying. And then he was like, oh, I'll just if I grant more wishes or whatever, I can take that back. He didn't need to reach everybody to do that. He only needed to do it with 10, five people or whatever. Like, I don't understand the whole thing reaching out to everybody. That's another problem. The main problem is scientifically, it makes no sense for him how this sending this message through every screen is actually the same thing as touching him and wishing a wish. It's not. No, because they even see, he's like, look me in the eyes and like they're showing the, um, the South, the guys in the middle of a desert in the war. Mm-hmm. He goes, I wish I had missiles or yeah, whatever. Wish we had more nuclear but he's arms. not even looking at the screen or there's no screen around him. It's like a broadcast through like but a it radio. It doesn't even make sense. Like this particle or whatever thing that he's talking yeah. about, like, be that coming through and like and making contact with you, being able to make the wish that way, it makes no fucking sense. Yeah, because so you're, you're so he's sending out the broadcast, but the broadcast isn't gonna come back. Like that's not how it works. So like 
them yeah. saying something, <laughs> yeah, there's no way that it's going to reach him. Yeah. Because the particles are coming from a, but a set position him. and it's they're, they're, it's going out, but that doesn't mean it goes back. Like, that's not how it works. He's he's sending out the message. Yeah, he's not like, hearing there. How is he going to hear all them? Yeah. He goes and he's like, turns around, I'm going to take your strength. And I'll take your this. Yeah, and, and then they bring that. in and these like life pointing. Force. I want your life. Like, what the fuck is that? Like, he's I like want pointing, your life force? and it's like he's not. He's not seeing screens of people. Like, he's not seeing these people. So how does he know who's he's? Like, he's like, I'm gonna take. Well, your I mean, life I'm force. okay with that. Like, it doesn't matter who he's. You know what he's granting. I think I would assume he's just. It's all happening at the same time, kind of subconsciously. But the other problem is. He's doing it. He's stepping in front of this camera with the White House background or whatever. It's in this secure location that sends out the signal. And then there's this blue beam behind him. And then once that he once the camera gets broken and moved, he's he sending his, that out. There, yeah. Then he stands in the middle of this beam like it. There's no explanation of what it is or I didn't what it's get that doing. Either. I'm like, like what, what is the, the hell beam? Is this? Yeah. What and is- then. And then it makes no sense when she gets the lasso around him, how that is going through screens everywhere else because the camera's gone. Like, what is this yeah, beam I'm like, doing? I'm like, how is she talking to everybody now? Yeah, it's like, I wasn't talking to you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, oh, my God. That's, and then she, she's uh, literally struggling to get the lasso. Like, she can't get to him. Yeah, and then it's And then eventually it's around his foot. <laughs> And it, you don't even see it around his foot. And then it just starts, everything starts glowing. And the broadcast is not him anymore. It's just it's a glowing yellow. yellow beam of whatever. Yeah, and then you're supposed to assume, oh, the particles are going to these people. Because guess what? The only way the lasso of truth would, truth would work is if it's touching you. Yeah, which was... Which it wasn't to everybody else. Never, but yeah. asked, they, they wrote this stupid particle bullshit in to make it work. To make this whole plot work. It's so dumb. It really was. I, I felt almost like it was like a worse version of Spirit Bomb with like Goku taking yeah. the energy from the world. It was so cheesy. They're just like, I denounce it. Yeah, and then everybody I, I denounces their yeah, wish. Yeah, every like, single person. Yeah, right. Like, no one would do that. There's so many assholes and douchebags. Like, yeah, if everybody in the world was being reached, or even let's say half the population was being reached, like maybe let's say 5% doesn't 1% doesn't that's still millions of people yeah <laughs> yeah Oof. it makes no sense this the wishing thing like it's it's such a problem it like i said it opens a can of worms and you got to be a really good writer and this movie tries to do too many things like take out cheetah take out a couple other elements and like you could make that story work but if you add more things in, or I wish they would take the wishing thing out completely and have it maybe just be Cheetah or, or do something with that, you know, smaller scale. Yeah, movie. maybe she just becomes jealous of her because she's so everyone loves her. And, you know, it's just that kind of like cheesy type motivation. Like that would work better. Yeah, and the set pieces are better. Like, yeah. have a fight like in the city, like, you know, something like that. And they never do that. There's two fight scenes with Cheetah and her the white house and then the end and the end is outside it's all dark the 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 lighting is terrible the color palette's terrible like you can barely ever see them it's so muted and then they try to do this they try to oh they think it's so cool and interesting that they go from land to fighting swinging in the air to fighting in the water like it was so lame yeah and she's an apex predator that's like super num- she's number one yeah and then she just gets shocked and that's the end of it and that's <laughs> and she doesn't the die. big the big fight that's <laughs> and also, supposed to be like this huge like 
cinematic fight was a five minute scene that she gets shocked and dies. Yeah. Or Amazonians can get hurt. Like they can get shot. They can they can take damage. Like how does Wonder Woman not get shocked or electrocuted at all? Because of the armor, maybe. But but it was it's metal. in water. It's around. And also her. <laughs> also that they they brag about how legendary this armor is, and then the crystal oh, wig is just ripping it, it apart. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Just ripping it apart, then she drops her wings, and now she's like I mean, a I think it's fighter. like it shows how strong she is. Like she is a formidable foe, but I kind of agree that you know. But it like shows like a hundred people are like, like yeah, bashing average, this. average men with swords. Yeah, but a hundred like, of them, <laughs> hundreds yeah, of them, whatever. Hundreds of they said like hundreds of people she stopped, and like you can just see her head. And you're like, um, why can't they just like stab over, <laughs> over <laughs> the hole in the top of the armor and just stab her in the face i don't know that's usually what they it's did it's supposed to like this an actual legendary armor battles, like armor was pretty much invincible so what they would do is they grab have a bunch of people just pile on them and they would stab them in like that neck and, yeah like i like 100 people could literally just like they get on top down of and her and just pin her yeah, and exactly. just kill her and she's dead yeah but they made this armor seem like it was like invincible and then the first time she uses it, it just gets fucking yeah, destroyed. Yeah, that was so cheesy too. When they point, what is that? And they're like, oh, I'm like, oh, oh when yeah, is she going to put that on they later? They set it up to yeah, play like, later. Like, when is that going to come which around? Which the armor was really cool looking. It was cool looking, but I just 100% knew that was coming back. Oh, yeah, you knew it was coming back, but yeah. it, the, uh, the armor did nothing for her. No, because really. when she, she takes already it took off, bullets why, and stuff. Yeah, she takes it off and she's... What does it do for her She's even stronger. Like she's better that she has less armor because it doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it's well, like, it's the well, wings of it. Like the the armor is full body, and it's like they never show that doing anything special. Like besides the wings, what is special about it? Right? Uh, yeah. Like it's because she didn't need that. Because normally she is like bulletproof and stuff, right? Or does she just mm-hmm. block them? Because I was so confused. Because I, I thought she, she just him. blocked them, but when she got shot, um, but that was when she was weaker, right? And he was like, "What's happening to you?" Yeah, I know. Like it was yeah. surprising. She was no, but in the first bleeding. one, in the first one, one of them takes a bullet. Like an Amazonian takes a bullet when the when the guys come. Right, uh, regular Amazonians, but she's a god. Well, yeah, I guess I don't know. She's like invincible, right? I don't think uh, so. I think she has to block stuff like that or else she'll she take does, damage. That's what I'm saying is why thought, didn't the electric... I thought she only blocked stuff because it built up like that kind of like... Oh, um, to Black Panther. Back Black Panther, yeah. <laughs> it builds up the energy and then she can right. release it as an attack. I don't know. Any, it doesn't matter. <laughs> okay, in terms of bringing in new things to this movie, the armor, let's talk about the invisible jet... Oh my god, that was literally only there just to be like a nod to the original. Yeah, and the whole whole scene was literally pointless. Why? I knew where it was going. I thought I knew where it was going, I should say. They they walk into the hangar and they walk past a jet that I swear to god looked like it was like super reflective or made of mirrors or something. I'm like, oh cool. That's how that's how she gets the the jet. And then they walk to a fighter jet that's normal. And I'm like, oh, they'll bring that back later. Nope. They get up in the air and she does some magic bullshit that turns it invisible. She's like, I've only done a coffee cup once. But I'm going to do a whole jet And she said, I've seen my my dad do it. Or she like. Well, the whole island they like. Yeah, the entire island is hid by. Was was hid by. Yeah, hidden. Her father. So anyway, I thought that was so stupid how it it ended up being magic. And the fact that 
they could have had they literally looked like they were setting up just it being a normal reflective plane and it wasn't you know like it around the 80s you could think they could work it in or write it in that this is like some secret black project shit. I mean, you know, Nighthawks exist, right? Did they exist at that time? I don't know, but you could even, they don't you could get even right assume, on radar. you could, yeah, you could make it, no, like, you could make it so that it was something that was, had been around, but wasn't known until later on in time, right? Just from it being yeah. sec- uh, top secret. But they don't, they go the, they the magic, magic route and <laughs> they do that so many times, like, and then I don't know. And then they her. use that for just for this, again, another thing that's just for like a line, like, I don't know. You just like, wh- how do you fly or whatever? Like, and it was it's always come natural. Yeah. yeah. Was she, he a pilot in the first one? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he yeah. He's a fighter pilot. Yeah. That was pretty bad. I mean, you knew that was going to pay off. I'm like, Oh, cause I had seen an image or something of her flying. I'm like, no, I know that. And then she come started back. swinging from lightning and that was swinging dope. from light because used, of Zeus, she, I guess. I didn't get that, but. I feel like they go back to the lasso so many times in this movie. Like in the first movie, it's used once or twice and it's it's done, you know, smart and stuff. Like it feels like that without that, this movie would not exist because it's used so many times. So the only really like weapon she uses. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know if she has any like splits apart and catches people and everything. But then, like, know, yeah. what's the like length that of this was like lasso? The, I didn't like how it was, like, the main plot thruster. So, in the end, we can get to segue to that from the lasso. When she when she talks to everybody in whoever is seeing the images, the broadcast images, and she says, she's sending this message, you know, um, to denounce their wish and no, oh, the truth will set you free. Lying will get you nowhere. That's basically what she's saying, right? In the first movie, I'm going to spoil it for you, Josh, because I don't think you're ever going to watch it. Yeah, probably not. It's past that It's the same, basically the same ending that there is this hope in humanity because she finds out that in the first movie that it's not Ares that is tricking people into being bad. People are just bad, right? Okay. So he like is kind of like a catalyst for events in the world, but for the most part, it's humans making their own decisions. And then she has this faith in humanity and then she you know, decides to keep fighting for people or whatever. It's like the same thing. They're sending the same message at the end of this, that there's this hope for good in humanity. And that, I don't know. It just felt like when they, when they went that route, I was like, this is the same thing as the first movie. And I've, I've only seen the first movie once, but same, it, it was so bad. And the first movie probably does the ending better or does that, um, does that hope in humanity twist better in terms of the actual villains? I didn't like the wishing aspect, but I really hated Ares in the first movie also. So like villains wise, wonder woman is over two. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's some, yeah, I didn't like, so she fought a God in the first one and this one, she can barely yeah, be the, the fucking man. Well, he was technically, Godlike and a power from a god, isn't he? Isn't it just straight up Ares? By the end of it, he transforms into him. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Um. And just browse over these notes. Who is Ares in the first movie? 
Um, Steve uh, Thulis, David Thulis. Um, it just says th- Sir Patrick. Yeah, because it's it's a twist, so they have to keep it secret. Um, besides that, that's like the main stuff. There's and then there's a ton of like little things in the movie, like. There's some throwaway lines by extras when she's walking around the city towards the end after Steve denounces or after she denounces her wish, right? She's walking by these people like where there's like the cop, you know what I'm saying? Like, and there's these lines said by extras. You're like, whoa, that was bad. And, um, Mm. a lot of, well, even when she was talking to the guy who Steve was or whatever, and she's like, yeah, I like the scarf. Yeah. I like your outfit or something. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and I mean, even the changing of the outfit scene and was that his? Did did Steve that wear that outfit? Well, he had the scarf. He, tried he didn't it like it. She said she yeah. liked that outfit. He it didn't during like that it. scene, and he didn't like it. Yeah, and then because he's, guy in that guy's, yeah. he's in that guy's, he's in that guy's closet yeah, trying those stuff on. That. Um, yeah, the only yeah, a lot other, of small nitpicks after that, but there's quite a bit of them. The only like other no I have is like that mid mid credit roll scene. Okay, so I didn't watch this, neither did Josh, so Jacob's so going to explain I don't, it. Like, most of the time, you know, Marvel always has the post-credit scene, right? And it's like a big deal. It has to do with, like, a big thing, right, that comes up. This one, it was, I don't know if it, it was literally just a cameo or if it's going to be important. So, it's like walking, you see what looks like probably Gal Gadot, like, from the back. And she's walking and like this pole is about to fall on someone and she just catches it in the air. And then like someone's like, how did you do that? And she turns around and it's not her. It's the Wonder Woman from the 70s. Oh, I I did know that that was in this, but I didn't watch it. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And she was like, oh, you just shift your weight. I've been doing this a long time. And her name and then she says her name is Asteria. Yes. Which is a different name, so it's not Wonder Woman. So she's playing a different character. So like that's introducing a literal new character, but was it just a cameo? And if it was, what the fuck was the point of that? It literally the whole scene is her walking. She catches a pole and to save someone and then says that one line. Like the the Wonder Woman from the seventies? Yeah. Linda Carter? Yeah, it's her. Yeah. Hmm. And she said her name's Asteria, which is like actually, I guess, a character in the comics for like not even in the comics. She was never like a big character. I tried to look it up. I'm like, who's Asteria? And it was literally like a character that showed up one time in one comic ever. And it was never like a character that ever had story or anything. Hmm. So I'm like, what what was the point? Is she going to return or is that literally just to do that one scene and have the Wonder Woman from the 70s in it? Hopefully the latter, because as I said before we started recording, if you have something important that you want to put in your movie, you better put it in the fucking movie. It doesn't go in the post credit scene. Spider-Man, I'm looking at you. Mid-credit. Whatever. Mid-credit, end-credit. If it's past the past the initial credits, should if it's important enough, it goes in your movie. If not, I like the throwaway ones. I like the ones that are a gag or a joke or whatever. Hopefully like this one is, but if it's an actual plot, if it's actually related to the plot and important, it goes in the movie. Yeah. I guess I tried to look it up, but Asteria was actually like a person in Greek mythology that hid themselves as an island 
became an island. That's I'm like, okay, that makes no sense. But Greek mythology doesn't really make a lot of sense. But that didn't help me figure out what the point of her character was. But well, I'm sure we'll find out in the next one. Which do you think there will be? I don't, I how don't this know. do? How do you rate how these do now? Uh, that's a good it's question. HBO Max, I mean, like it's, it's free in theaters and HBO Max. Yeah, but theaters are not going to make any money from this. Who knows? That's what that could be. The test is Tenet if, if didn't they even go out make to money. Both. Yeah, but Tenet also wasn't out. Well, they probably would have made less money. Oh. <laughs> Asteria was the one that her she had the original armor. She was the hero oh, that had Oh yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. I didn't yeah, connect that, I guess. It was such a second. Yeah, that's that flashback was like five seconds long. Well, anyway, did we say anything good about this movie? Because it sounds like we're all shitting we on said it. But the, the rating acting is be, like the main characters did yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah. Like and I you can tell tons of was money was decent. behind it. Like it's not that it looked terrible; and it was just terrible in every aspect. It's just when you have that much money, you have to have higher expectations. Mm-hmm. Like as much as Endgame was like what, like a half a billion dollar movie or something. The like, budget, yeah, three hundred and something. Yeah, like yeah, and it showed, like Almost it showed. That is like insane. The CG and stuff they did in that, it's insane. You can tell the money was in it. And I enjoyed it overall. And that was like a three-hour movie. It was paced much better. And this, I'm just like, where did the money actually go almost? Yeah, it's true. I mean, we said it was 200 million. 200 million. Or a million. And it wasn't <laughs> like the CG was that amazing. That's what I'm saying is I, the first it thing I It looked actually kind of bad. Effects. Yeah. Like, like the floatiness and everything. It looked kind of bad. Yeah. Right. I don't know. Well, yeah, we did say some good things in the general thoughts, I guess. Um, that should be enough to yeah, just to warn our ratings. I gave it. Yeah, we all spoiler we, yeah. gave it the same rating. Yeah, that was funny to see. <laughs> and, and yeah, Matt, I mean, like who was a guest on the show? Yeah, it's good. yeah, same rating. Yep. I mean, I think a lot of people are kind of falling in this. It's not, it's not average. It's below average, but it's not bad. It's right in that middle yeah. ground. So. Um, just to clarify, if you haven't guessed already, you want to give a solid number star rating to yep. this? I gave it a two out of five. We all gave it two out two of five. Out of five. Which two means out of we five. all gave it a two out of five because <laughs> we had the same rating. So Wonder Woman, two out of five. Um, a rare where we all match exactly. Yeah, As Stereo I mentioned was actually before, just a background extra in the in the Yeah, comics. in one thing. That's what I yeah. found. And it was yeah. in Super... Supergirl and Batgirl. It wasn't yeah. in Wonder Woman. Yep. And it was just one, uh, just a background one time. And that was, uh, that was one time mentioned, but she also appears as a background extra in a couple other panels of dialogue. Cool. Yep. As I mentioned before, if you loved the first one and you have HBO Max, check it out. Don't sign up for this movie. Don't go out to theaters to see this movie. It's not even worth like the, you think this is something that you need to see on the big screen. The action is so bad and the effects are so bad that you don't. No, you can. This is definitely <laughs> perfectly like most okay. Most superhero movies, screen. even though I don't like them, I would say you have to see them on the big screen to make it worth it. This we, isn't one of those. There is one thing that we didn't mention, and I did like. I thought the score was pretty good at times. Oh, well, it's Hans. It's pretty much just yeah, reusing themes, it though. Sound yeah, good. I mean, all those themes he wrote in previous, he wrote in Justice League, you know? Right. That has a much better score than that, or sorry, 
Batman v Superman. Oh, you like, like that, didn't you, Kyle? It's not. Yeah, I, that's, I mean, it's that's your boy. Not that's great, why. but it's good. Kyle's boy, Martha. Yeah, Martha too. <laughs> I would rather watch Batman v Superman than Wonder Woman or Wonder Woman. Really? No, yes. Wonder Woman was better. Mm, okay. Aquaman was better. I like Aquaman. Yeah, it's not bad. That's why I thought I'd they were. I thought it, they were getting onto something. I'm like, okay, Wonder Woman. I enjoyed See, Aquaman. Aquaman I, felt like it actually leaned into the Aquaman. Stupidity of I'm like, this feels like <laughs> a Marvel fan. Yeah, I mean, a Marvel. Film. And that was what it was going for, right? And it felt yeah, like it was, it was supposed to be it. like lighthearted. Yeah, and it worked. That was like, well, you said Wonder Woman was like the start of it, right? It and was. Then Aquaman was came out yep, after. Right after. Yep. And then you had to think, uh, Birds of Prey. Which was very lighthearted. Yeah, I liked Birds but of different. Prey. Yeah, it was different. You but guys they, hated Birds of Prey. Yeah, I didn't like it that much. Well, it's average. Well, that was this Better year. This. Was that this year? Yeah. Look, and now how do you feel about that after all of this? I year? gave it a better score than this one. It's better than. It's still a very good. average movie. Yeah. It okay. Is above average. Uh, I forgot to mention this in the opener, but uh, we do have a recommended viewing. <laughs> Um, so we're doing another recommended watch. And this was uh, The Man Who Killed Hitler and then The Bigfoot recommended to us by Trevor, Trevor Monahan. Trevor. Shout out, Trevor. Um, this was written and directed by Robert Krzykowski. Krzykowski. And produced, yeah. Uh, it stars Sam Elliott, and Ron it. Livingston, uh, not very many other people. Larry Miller. Um, that was his brother, right, Ed? Yeah, so. yeah. Uh, plot synopsis reads, A legendary American war veteran is recruited to hunt a mythical creature. What did you guys think of The Man Who Killed Hitler and then The Bigfoot? I was... So, okay. Let's let put this out here. Trevor also recommended Dave Made a Maze. Better. Which I enjoyed quite a bit. Our most talked about. Yeah, most talked about <laughs> movie next to Lighthouse. God awful movie. And I actually liked that movie. So I, you know, I was pretty excited about this movie. And just the name alone, I was expecting this to be very like over the top B movie. Like, yep. Like, and I wanted that. I yep. I love that kind of shit. Like, I'm I'm okay with that. And it wasn't like it not did not all. lean into that at all. And they could have. There was a like, couple times, but I mm. this is the most fucking serious movie I've watched in 2020. Yeah, this is more like, serious than Portrait of Lady on Fire. It tried to be so serious. And then I was like, they missed so much opportunity. The name alone. I'm like, this could have been like a good time like to watch. And it wasn't. It was so slow. It was so badly paced. It like. It was shot well. I will say that. I thought it looked and that good. was it's all Deceivingly digital too. So. Yeah, it's all digital. It looked like film, but it no, was I, I not even just. I mean, the, how it no, looked. there was some nice framing. Yeah, yeah, like the just the way the camera moved. A dog, it followed the dog at that one point and moved up. Like I liked some cool color yeah, there was, sets too. And it and you can tell it was competently done. The acting, especially from the main character, was really good. He did great. And but some of the not <laughs> the side characters like the French Canadian guy I don't remember his name French Canadian French guy. Canadian guy yeah yes he, he, yes the, the the FBI in the FBI yeah that was he was yeah, so bad so I'm like bad. French Can, 
I met French Canadians. They can speak English fine. Like, He's why like, is he having so much trouble? Speaking? Why are you talking uh, about how you say? Uh, yeah. How you say? I'm like, what are you? Ta- you're French Canadian. So like, they're all bilingual. Why like, do I not? Why do I not remember that? It's the guy that looks like he was Indian with the FBI of, guy. Yeah, but he's French Canadian. He's yeah, he's with Ron Livingston. He, that's partner. how he talks, though. No, but no, he acts not. like he can't speak English or anything. Like, I never get that vibe at all. Rewatch that yeah. scene, please. I, I watched so that scene. Uh, How you say it? Yeah. What, when it, they're sitting at the table? Dude, literally, hold on. I have I a note, I have a note about that. this. Hold on. Um, um, I thought he acted exactly how on, he does in on, every other movie he's ever been in. I put he French. doesn't know. Yeah, this guy doesn't know he's talking about World War Two just because he's French Canadian. He's like, they're talking about World War Two, and he's like, what are you talking about? Like, yeah, I'm like, what do you mean? He like, didn't have like, a, I mean, he didn't. Canadians you're like having like World a Spanish. You guys are having like a Spanish. Yeah, accent. because that's how dumb this guy was. No, that's how we always act, sound. That's not a Spanish accent. Have you guys ever seen this actor in any other thing? Yeah, he's in Wolf Wall Street. Yeah. He has an, He talks perfectly. Okay, he watch him. English. He's in Schitt's Creek, and he has the exact same accent. Because he's, he's putting it on. Act like he doesn't know English well. Like that. I've met people from Montreal and I don't remember Quebec, that, I don't remember him English saying that he fluently. like couldn't like had trouble and they're just regular English. people and he's supposed to be in the a government position and he can't just speak English. Well, he's from Canada. Yeah. Right. Wasn't he the Canadian? All Canadians can speak English well. Yeah, but they still have an accent. Yeah, but he w- couldn't speak it well. He was like, I never even got I literally did not have the vibe that he could. I don't understand. know. It was a small thing, but it was there. Like, and then what the fuck was even happening in this movie? Like, the whole Hitler part was literally just there. Oh so my that, god! So that he would be, they would come back to find him, so that they could, he could kill Bigfoot. Yeah, you. There's literally zero tension built up. Like this is the assassination of Adolf Hitler, and it happens in a matter of thirty seconds. There's zero tension build up. Like nothing. That is so minuscule. Well, he does drop the pen. Oh, <laughs> dude! Like, it's so bad. <laughs> like, I just wanted to. I expected more. I mean, I expected less, but that would have been more for me, right? If this right. was just like a stupid good time, that would have been great. Like, but they went the because they went to the try to be the serious route. That's what totally failed for me. And I even didn't hate the Hitler parts and all those. It was the regular nowadays parts that just felt completely pointless to me. Well, it wasn't nowadays. It was well, always set in the 80s. Well, okay. Before, the present, yeah, yeah. his present time. Exactly, yeah. Was just so pointless and boring. Like the relationships that were built up or when they went to the restaurant and stuff. Like what is even the point of these scenes? The love interest build a love interest that was yeah why though she wasn't even there in the end like i don't know it just it the fact that it tried to be serious it was hurt it and don't get me wrong i don't think i think there technically there was a lot of things that i did well but it just it really disappointed me because it wasn't more just leaning into just the ridiculousness of the even the title itself um i I think you're being a little too harsh because I do think that this is an extremely average movie. And like, I think, I mean, I love Sam Elliott and I like every, literally everything he does. So that 
brought it up for me because he is exactly who he always is. So I like love seeing him act that way. Of course, there was obvious, obvious plot holes and obvious things that were um, poorly done. But I, I also, I think that the acting was, there wasn't any acting that I was like, oh, that was bad. There was nothing egregious. Um, I thought obviously Sam Elliott was good. Um, he did really well. Yeah, and he was all in on this. Yeah, <laughs> and he was. I mean, um, he doesn't do anything above like he's himself. I know exactly. If it, it, it felt real, like I don't know, he didn't. I, I know he didn't have like any super dramatic scenes, but like he felt like a real character. Yeah, I felt like some of. I felt like um, there was really some good lines of ex or of uh, conversation and dialogue that that happened. Like one some scene good, in particular. Some good. Some good writing. It was actually some um, scenes that were like the writing was very good, like in terms of dialogue and conversation. Um, other times it didn't feel the same way. Um, but yeah, the it felt like it was an hour and a half and I don't think that it felt long, but it felt like it ended like four different times. Like I thought it was going to end and it didn't. And then I thought it was going to end again and then it didn't. And then so like. I don't know. And then I feel like the the ending that should have happened didn't happen. Yeah. It should have stopped at a certain point and like carried that off, but it didn't. So like then it comes back. So then when it, I guess, I don't know if we're spoiling or whatever, but I feel yeah. like we could, we should. Anyway, general thoughts. It's a couple of years old and yeah, yeah I mean, we'll fine. get into it, but Gener- yeah. I don't think a lot of people I think it was just an extremely, watch this. Yeah. extremely average movie. Like there was bad parts, but there was good parts. So that's yeah. What I feel very comfortable like, with. I what. think, like I said, I think technically it was mostly well done, but that almost was a detriment a lot of time because it could have just been more fun. I do wish they would have leaned on. There was one scene in particular that was like mm-hmm. that. That if they would have kept that the whole movie, it would have been really cool. But I also oh, don't think you can same scene. I don't I think you can. You can cast Sam Elliott in a movie that's corny, like because Sam Elliott is not known as like a guy that's like gonna be in a B type movie. That's he's meant to be cheesy or corny. Like I just because he's so Sam Elliott. Like you cast Sam Elliott, you're getting the exact same person every single time. <laughs> and this type of maybe movie, maybe like in his past but yeah like if you talking like uh, roadhouse um where he was like he's kind of like built up though as like a badass yeah like he's almost to the point of like chuck norris status where his career now needs to be you only cast him in right corny over the top stuff because he's built up as this person you know right yeah yeah Yeah, so like but they didn't forget his past and like you know yeah and this one they just didn't the biggest downfall is what we Jacob already mentioned and will probably mention multiple times is that it just didn't it didn't go for that full B movie that it should have. I mean it's it's a very, very the plot is extremely um B movie. Like it's it's you go in thinking okay, this movie's called the the guy the man who killed Hitler and then, and then Bigfoot. Bigfoot. Okay, lean into yeah the fact that like make it over the top violent, make it like 
don't ground it like like you can have the grounded parts and the good dialogue but always you should always lean or fall back on it being over the top and corny fun. Yeah. and fun and there was really no fun parts in this movie like there was never a point where i'm like like you should like movies like this you go in you think you're gonna laugh at sometimes because it's corny and it's meant to be and there was never that like time where i was like oh this is this is the movie i expected it to be mm-hmm. but i also like when i established that early on like i was like okay this isn't gonna be what i thought it was so when i settled in it, that's where i felt like it was extremely average start to finish yeah. I, hold on okay um pause here real quick i should have put that in the fridge a long time ago Did you just hit spacebar? Yeah. So, I did not like this movie almost at all. I think we're like in agreement, but for some reason I disliked it more. Yeah. <laughs> and a lot of it, yeah, has to do with the fact that this is called The Man Who Killed Hitler and then The Bigfoot. And both of those scenes, spoiler, I don't give a shit. Are barely part of it. Are not even (laughs) in the movie. They're killing Hitler. No tension. A minute long. I mean, it kind of goes to it twice, I want to say. So there's like two parts, but it's very short. Killing the Bigfoot. One scene of like, he's tracking it and then all of a sudden he shoots it. And it's like the end. It's so bad. I actually thought I missed something. I'm like, did I look down and like, was I texting or something? It just hard cuts to like him killing where he's like walking up to him and he's just like, yeah, Yeah. that's not the first time. he No, he shoots it it with a rifle and then he's like, would you shoot it in the head? Yeah. He's like on the radio and he's like, I shot it in the head or whatever. And then after the fact, when he finally gets to it and actually kills it is even worse because the effects and the how the Bigfoot looks literally looks like 2001 the yeah. monkey suit from that movie it li- I thought the same thing or Planet of the Apes yeah yeah it looks Apes, like but. a chimp and this is fucking Bigfoot this movie is supposed to be I'll tell you exactly <laughs> what this movie needs to be it needs to be a combination of Inglorious Bastards and the uh, Strange Wilderness and it's neither it's Strange farthest Wilderness. thing from I forgot both about of that those movie. yeah when they fucking kill Bigfoot with the machine guns and he's just like taking rounds and that's the one where he, he does a shark and he's like love that movie anyway yeah, that that's what great. this movie needs to be it needs to be comedy it needs to be uh light-hearted have some like over-the-top things like both of those movies have like quentin tarantino has and it's neither it's trying to be this dra- it's trying to be this drama about his wife and what it means to get old and all this shit and it's just so boring and just it's not there like this guy if he wanted to make this type of movie like then make that type of movie without these things like yeah without these over-the-top elements like make that kind of movie because this could have been like a great war movie or a great movie about like an aging war veteran yeah but it's goes it goes over the top with those things like different name and it's a way better movie it's weird to Different, say, but I mean, yeah, name slash plot because obviously it involves those things. But yeah, or like even even just the element of like a secret plot or a secret mission that 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 killed Hitler and then the Nazis covered it up by it being a suicide or something like that. 
literally anything but this movie would have been better with the same style. Because, like you said, there is some good writing. The uh, shaving scene was is by far the best scene in the movie. The shave. Oh yeah, yeah. That with the curse and stuff like that. Yeah, uh, kind of how what kind of what yeah, sets that was the movie so in motion. Yeah, that was really good. Just the dialogue between those two and how that was written and played out. By far the best scene in the movie. Everything else, I mean, there are some good parts, but See, I don't know. That's what it. I was like on the same line as Joshua. It was like. Okay, I'm like, oh, this is going to be over top fun. But as soon as I realized it wasn't that, then I accept it for what it was. But it didn't, it wasn't great for no, what it was. That's why it's extremely yeah. average. Yeah. Yeah. But it did have like good parts. I was saying there was some like, good, very yeah. good writing parts and acting and yeah. And technically shot well. Yeah. It's, good. It, it is there's some good shots like you said and it's but not, I think it doesn't over pacing wasn't that bad I it's mean it's deceivingly it's short it's deceiving because like anytime you like throw on like this movie is extremely saturated and I feel like they it do was, that yeah. to kind of hide some blemishes and some flaws because it is very digital um, but like just another thing about the plot and the story and it goes back to the writing like the reason he needs to go track down Bigfoot is not because Bigfoot is a threat it's because of a virus. Like, that is so stupid. What they call it, too? Like, the nightmare virus or something? Yeah, it's something dumb. And I'm just like, why not just have Bigfoot be the threat? Like, why isn't he the threat? Like, killing people that go hiking or something like that and just have him track him down. No, it's because of a virus. It's so fucking stupid. Like, just all of, like, the plot elements in this movie just made me wonder, like, why did you go this route when you have the perfect set up for this over the top you know could be amazing b movie that you know becomes a cult classic mm, on streaming yeah but this it's won't be never gonna be a classic. cult classic yeah, because people go into it with that expectation and that's why it's so lowly rated is because they probably went in with this expectation and they didn't get what they wanted and we can appreciate the good things about it yeah. still but a lot of people only they get tunnel vision. They think this is what I want. They don't get what they want. It's shit. Like they think it's all this is going to be like the room or like zombie strippers like, or yeah. Yeah. Anything that's like <laughs> super over the top. I don't piranha, piranha, anaconda. Yeah. Something like that. Plane. Right. Yeah, exactly. And it's not that it's like complete drama movie about this aging war veteran. Yeah. Who's, who's like struggling with lost this. love and, and he's one of three people that, are immune to the virus. <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. that was, yeah, that's true. Yeah. It's like they, and they put those things in there. Like that would work in, in, in a plot where it is over the top and stretching and reaching for those things. But when it's not that it becomes a detriment. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that just be like makes you think even more. This doesn't belong in this movie. This is a, a it's trying to be grounded. It's trying to be serious. And then, there's the totally stupid and absurd looking Bigfoot, which even in a movie, again, that is totally dumb. What was dumb. the budget? Uh, that's a good question. But in a movie that's totally dumb and totally absurd, abs- absurd, you could kind of forgive a Bigfoot that looks more like a chimp than Bigfoot. But in this movie, with it trying to be so realistic and grounded, it doesn't work. Yeah. I don't know the budget. Probably micro. Probably tiny. I'm trying to look. I mean, they have Sam Elliott, so it can't be like a micro budget. Depending. Well, I, I know mean, how much it made. How much did it make? 
$3,822. On wow. streaming, no, it did. No, box office. Yeah. I was going to say it's made over a million in sales. So what was the budget? I don't know. I can't find yeah, it. Yeah, I can't find it either. I guess we're all just going to look for this until we find it. <laughs> I kind of want to know what it is, right? It can't be that big. I'm a, I mean, it, it can't be. I mean, I guess it had some, some bigger, not big names, but bigger names. I don't know. I Financial don't information, estimated DVD sales, 671,000. Estimated Blu-ray sales, 424,000. Making it over a million on video sales alone. I do not see a yeah, budget. Yeah, I can't find what the budget it's was. It's yeah. like hidden. They don't want you to know. It's like the. Yeah. It's like, like Dave ooh. made a maze. <laughs> when they asked him how much it made, they're like, "How much does it cut? Co- as much as it costs for the glue. cardboard, yeah, to make it." Because they didn't pay any of the actors in that movie. <laughs> Scrolling down, looking for the budget. A article should a movie called the man who killed Hitler and then doer. the Bigfoot be this dour, dour <laughs> yeah. yeah no it shouldn't <laughs> uh, okay well budget aside it's not that important it's obviously low budget but we've seen lower budget upgrade like made a maze <laughs> I mean it might not have even had as much as upgrade because that was wasn't that five million five million but oh my god upgrade was beautiful yeah exactly but yeah. It, the point being that doesn't have to be between that anyway like it's just it's a movie also that if it's going to go if it's not going to go the route of over the top right you you in a lot of those b movies over the top movies you don't really care about character that much in a movie that's more dramatic or goes this route you care about character but like i I didn't feel like there was characters i thought he did well though he did well but what was his character he was the old like, right. Was there an arc? Was there anything no. from him? I no. mean, I didn't feel like no. There, was there like, wasn't much. I of felt an like arc. the movie was pretty lifeless from everybody, and yeah, that's what you're supposed to get from these movies that are trying to be more dramatic. Why didn't they lean into just being a B movie? This ask, would have been like a good B movie. Ask Robert Krasowski yeah. or whatever the fuck like, his name is. This Kruzowski. concept would have been a super like, oh, it has a virus called the nightmare virus. Like that it was called something like that. I'm like that sure. would have been good. Like as the a one scene I was talking B-movie. about that they, that they did lean into that was when he goes, I'll take that gun, that scope and this knife. And it like turned, and he like turned around yeah, and, and it like zoomed right cuts and, and yeah. it zoomed yeah, yeah. right into his face. I was like, "Oh, cool! Like this whole Bigfoot yeah, fight scene but might be even, like choppy." And it yeah, didn't. that's even worse that it's like they 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 obviously know what, he knows to, do. what to do. Yeah, yeah. Like, but but he didn't. do it. Yeah. Maybe he was scared. Yeah. Like this that's is his what I'm first. Saying. Technically, movie. you could tell like this was well done for the. I mean, pretty well done for the most part. So the talent's there, but like he just was like almost. It's his first movie, so and, I think yeah, that he was like, a little reserved. Yeah, reserved, exactly. Like, about it. Like, he could have just went all out. You think Orson out. Welles was reserved in Citizen Kane? Well, Orson Welles is a psychopath. Yeah. We know that. He's I mean, I'm just saying guy. that yeah, maybe he'll he not reserved be, and hereditary? Maybe this guy won't be a great, but, like, he, he has talent. He just yeah. was afraid to use it. I don't so know. So I was thinking yeah, maybe... he's going to keep 
being scared. And Maybe like, they'll if he do ever the, made another movie, like movies. if he does this again, like his next movie, then he's just a hack. I just think yeah. that if he would have leaned into like a more serious note for Hitler, yeah, and then when it went to the Bigfoot and it like switched the tone a little bit, and then made it choppy, that could have been or like those cool yeah. cuts that would have added something, yeah, to it. Whether or not it was good or not, it was just different. like it was just a puddle deep, but not in a good way. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like. It's so unsatisfying that there's zero tension through the Hitler, like the Hitler scene, right? Like if you've seen Project Valkyrie or you've seen Inglorious Bastards, then you know that killing Hitler is a huge fucking deal. Like the person responsible for World War Two, basically, you, that's who you're trying to assassinate, yeah. and they just treat it like nothing. Well, because then, they said he said that it was nothing. Yeah, they said that he's like Hitler, Hitler was, was just crazy costume. at that point. He wasn't really in control or anything. No, he said it was. He was just a costume. Like yeah. this, the but they the could have done Nazi both of those thing things. Like I get what you're saying. Like he realized that yes, Hitler is just a man. It was his ideals that lived on, which makes sense. But you still in that time, put yourself in that yeah. in that time. You he you didn't can't make help it but realize like that it was really hard. It's too. a big deal, and then it would have been more impactful afterwards to realize that wow, killing him did nothing. His ideas lived on. Like that would have been more impactful. Yeah. And then on top of that, you go to flash forward to Bigfoot, and it's just like tracking him. Oh, easily found him, shot him in the head. I'm tracking him. He plays dead, and then they have a fight. Oh, it's so and, corny. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, he doesn't have big feet. Yeah. <laughs> oh, See, talk, they should have leaned into that kind of I'll talk of to you guys when I'm all done. He throws yeah, the radio yeah. in. The, That's when they should have leaned me into. until I'm done. Until I'm yeah. done, and he throws That's the That's the stuff that I would have loved, like more of that. Yeah, Sam, yeah. It was funny when he he's like climbing mountains, and he's like 70, yeah. 80. Oh yeah, he's like you can which, up which you can actually tell that it's just horizontal shot, oh, yeah. shot vertical. Very but much so. If it was a B movie, you can forgive more of that stuff. But I it's like not. that. I did like that. I part. actually think that the Bigfoot part was oh, I hated the Bigfoot part. I thought it was like corny enough to it. like enjoy it a little bit. But it doesn't fit in the movie. It doesn't, but exactly. that's okay. I did but, but I I'm exactly the same place. But uh, I didn't mind it. It doesn't fit, but I didn't yeah. mind it. Yeah, that I fit what I wanted it to it. be more. The whole Hitler part didn't. That was the waste when it was trying to be dark and serious. Yeah, I mean, the whole thing to me is a, a complete mess. And yeah, there's some good parts. Scenes like if you break it down, if you were to deconstruct it, you can find a couple good things. But overall, as a movie, I think it's a mess and I would not recommend it. It would be hard recommendation. But I wasn't like mad that I watched it. <laughs> Yeah, mad might be an overreaction. It I was don't know. short I'm enough like too. Right like if it would have been two hours, oh would have dropped way more. But yeah. like it w- didn't overstay like at all. So it's a quick watch. <sighs> yeah. Um, well, one other thing before we sit, give star ratings. Like, just another thing that reaffirms that this is trying to be a serious movie the ending when I was barf inducing when he gets the rock out of his shoe like it's supposed to be this fucking deep metaphorical thing like finally got that out of like you know out of system yeah like the curse is broken yeah. you know got that rock out of my shoe I'm like oh I wanted to puke it was so bad <laughs> it just had <laughs> more for the cheesiness scene, at the end 
because it's one scene earlier. He's like, I got this rock in my shoe. And then at the end, he gets <laughs> What it did out, the like, dinosaur oh have God. to do with anything? I've, I lost the whole thing about the dinosaur. It was just one of his... If I okay. The only thing I've connected it to is his brother. It's just like his brother's toy. And it's you supposed know to represent Palm like their Springs relationship. When the dino- yeah. The director just loved Jurassic Park. <laughs> I like the scene where know. he set it down on the rock and yeah. faced it. And then like the shot from behind, it made it look yeah. like really like, big. That's what I'm saying. The shots were like... There's a, no, some the scene good where shots, adult, yeah. they did the intentional burning. Yeah. And he's like behind it and you just see it all burning, which was bad CGI. But... Because you could tell the flames were fake. Yeah. Some of them were. But it still like looked cool. Like The yeah. lighting was really yeah. like the orange-reddish. Like, and then the shots in the in the woods and stuff was good. Yeah. I mean, it's like I said, it's there's some good things, but almost some things that are like... I feel like which connects to the movie, like it's a little too try-hard. You know, like this guy's like really going for it. When like if he just would have relaxed and made a fun movie, it would have been with better. those good shots and good framing out everything. It's like wouldn't come across as like what try harder. VFW. Yeah. All right. Well, if that's all you have to say. Do you want to? Yeah. Give a star rating to the man who killed Hitler and then the Bigfoot. Yep, I gave it a two and a half. Which is that what I gave Meet the Feebles too? Look at that. I not, gave, a, not at first. <laughs> I gave this a two and a half as well. Oh, I gave it a 1.5. Not that good. Okay. Uh, Extremely shall, average. I thought I we, enjoyed it more than Wonder Woman. Shantweet. Really? Yeah. Well, what did you say? I enjoyed it more I than didn't. Wonder Woman. Barely. Wonder, yeah, I did too. Wonder Woman was an hour longer. Yeah, it was <coughs> almost exactly an hour longer. Yeah. I liked it more than Wonder Woman. Yeah. We're at that point. Do you want to crack into then another beer? Kyle, you still have a beer that I say for you, just so you know. That's true. The crust. I fall. might drink that next week though, because yeah. I have we've got growlers. We can, that, the growlers we can not go, gonna last the growler's not gonna we last. We can go a week. into it. Just, I'm cool with I it. say we get into it. Let's yeah. pour a pint and then we'll give the rest to Emma and her sister. That's probably a good idea. <laughs> this <laughs> no, I'm feeling I didn't eat It's a strong beer. Yeah, and I feel that one. I mean, all right, so that is it for our feature review plus our recommended viewing. We're going to get into some other things we watched. But before that, we are going to do another two-beer episode, two in a row. Uh, because I went to Holmes Brewery and it was a special trip, uh, do they bottle or can anything? They can. I mean, like, um, they do outside of their own brewery, though. You can't buy it in a store. No, 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 no. They yeah. don't distribute. No. Yeah, exactly. No, no, no. So no distribution. Because it is a no distribution brewery, not yet, um, I thought I should get two growlers. That way we can try two different things. Even though we've had this, uh, I went back to it because it's one of my favorites. So this is another beer by um, uh, Holmes Brewery, which is King Cold Brew. So this is actually a cream ale. um, And from the name, yeah, you guessed it, it's coffee. And the cool thing about this beer is that they do it yearly, and every year it changes depending on the beans that yep, they, they use. They change the coffee beans. Yeah. So, yeah, it could be Guatemalan, Kenyan, um, Brazilian, Tanzanian, Honduran, Peruvian. I mean, they've got tons of different skews of this beer, and it's just cool that you can go back and have the same beer but What's have it be one, slightly you know? different. Uh, well, obviously, it's 2020, so I looked at it, and when we went earlier this year, we went this year, because mm-hmm. I remember being COVID, 
Um, I believe it was Guatemalan, and the only other 2021 that I see is Nicaraguan. So it's got to be either one of those two, because those are both 2020 SKUs for this beer. So I don't know exactly. I can try to look it up. Colombian. And let you know. This one is Colombian? Yep, it says on the beer menu. Oh, cool. Cold brewed with Colombian. For sure. Nariño coffee. Roasted in-house notes of dark chocolate and molasses. Cool. So we know for sure it is the Colombian skew. Um, so let's just, I don't know if Colombian's on untapped. We might have to add it ourselves. Add it. Um, but this is, like I said, a cream ale, um, cold brewed, cold brewed with Colombian coffee roasted in-house um, notes of, what do you say? Molasses and dark chocolate. Dark chocolate. So yeah, it's cool. Like uh, even the style got even the details on each one will change based on the mm-hmm. notes of those coffee beans. Um, it's probably around between seven point eight and eight uh, percent. It also that also fluctuates with each brew. I'm pretty sure it said seven eight on the label. Yeah. So yeah, like I said, between which puts it in the imperial range. Mm-hmm. Because cream ale is usually top by like five five. Yeah, and because it's so different, um, there's not going to be much other details on it. Obviously, no IBUs. Yeah, I think we featured a cream ale before, correct? We We did did, um, that gross one that I got. I thought, oh, Dark Horse. There was a uh, no. There was a coffee. Well, Dark Horse checked to the head was a cream ale, but we did. um, I don't remember the name of it, but you said it's like Bean Flicker, which is a cream ale. That is that's odd side. Oh, uh, I got it. The one with the owl. What's it called? The the meditating owl. God damn it. Oh, uh, state of bean. State of bean. Oh, one well. One well. Yep. Oh, it's a blonde though. A blonde. That was a blonde coffee. coffee yeah. Blonde coffee. This is a coffee cream ale. And I think bean flicker is a cream ale. Is it? Yeah. Just standard though, because that's like four percent. I think. Hmm. There you go. <laughs> there you go. <sighs> Do the uh, classic. <sighs> Let you know, let him know you take take a sip. Coffee, yeah. Now I'm gonna be very biased to this because I fucking love Kyle coffee. Loves coffee <laughs> yeah, flavored I, anything exactly. I do too. Coffee peanut coffee M and M's are my favorite M and M. I like. I just I, really I love coffee, coffee beans. Coffee beans. I, I, I like yeah. coffee and beer, but it's I I'm very. What what was that one from hmm. uh, Grand River Rise and Shine? Love mm. Rise and Shine. That was a good one. Yeah. I think it works very well with a lot of different, actually, beer, more beer styles than you'd think, right? Like yeah, it's a very versatile. A stout. Yeah. I mean, it could be. Stout is, is the easy one. Cream ale, blonde ale. I mean. Wasn't Rise and Shine was IPA? Or? It's a rye IPA. It's a rye. Yeah. And then a rye IPA. Yeah. So originally that beer was. That's crazy. A, what we, used, we termed it as a breakfast IPA because it had uh, flaked oats in it. So like oatmeal. So we called it a breakfast IPA, but that didn't really stick because people were like, what the hell is a breakfast? So then we just switched it to like coffee, rye IPA. Mm. Yeah. Well, and they're, that one's high, too. That's like seven something percent. And there's always a little bit of caffeine in these. I mean, it is very Wake easy for people to get into. Right. Because if you like a lot tons, a lot more people like coffee than Beer probably. Oh yeah. Oh. Or very little people would like coffee and not like beer, but, or like beer and not like coffee. So right. the overlap there just makes sense. The devil's advocate of it is the people that 
Now I'll rectangles are square, but all squares. <laughs> that light coffee, that truly light coffee, like the bitterness, but like say somebody likes that drinks caramel lattes might not gravitate towards. Because right. this is, I mean, coffee beers are meant to taste like black coffee. Uh See, I think Other than your cream ale, though, smooth. so I like think, that's what uh, that's when the, when the integration with cream ale came I think in. PBR, that well, that's would a different disagree story. A little bit. PBR hard coffee that tastes like a straight like literally frappuccino. Frappuccino, yeah. yeah. But that's not that's not a beer. That's a malt beverage. I love it. I love anything <laughs> coffee. I yeah, mean, this tastes great. It's yeah, just. I also drink what? just straight black coffee. Yeah. So I'm guessing Kyle does too. Oh yeah, hundred percent. I like cold brew, which this is not even as bitter and like weirdly tasting as cold brew. Yeah. So. Yeah, very very good. So getting into what else we watched, I've got quite a bit of things. Some I won't speak as long on, um, but we'll try to get to everything. Um, what who wants to start? I guess I should start. I probably have the most. Yeah, you do have the most. You I do have far the most. Yeah, I do have something. But you, well, I should start with one that just I watched first. Well, fine, and then we'll go into that. <laughs> I'm saying I've got like quite a bit of things. <laughs> if you want to talk first, Kyle, okay. <laughs> I don't. I, this can be short because literally, I I wrote way too many notes on this movie. I was just like pissed off watching it, and that mm-hmm. is the Christmas Chronicles two. <laughs> I've never seen the Christmas Chronicles one, but the Christmas Chronicles two. I watched like a recap video on it, and just to prep myself for the second movie, and it still didn't help. I was not lost, but just so dumbfounded by the stupidity in this movie and. I get that it's a kid's movie. I just want to preface by saying I understand that this is a kid's movie. But there's so many bad things about it that like when you look back at kids Christmas movies, like those things aren't in those movies. Why should they be in this movie? Like the Santa Claus, right? Not a great, technically not a great movie, but it's a good kids Christmas movie. Santa Claus? The Santa Claus. Yeah. Yeah. Like in this movie, (laughs) there's points where like the villain is literally just talking to himself to get exposition across. He even looks in the camera sometimes and like that can be like a cheeky tongue and, you know, or tongue and cheek thing where he's looking at the camera and like kind of winking his eye. But like it just doesn't come across in this movie. The effects are terrible. It's just the worst. You can tell so obviously that they're trying to recreate the magic that was caught with minions. And I'm not saying minions is great, but it's a cultural phenomenon. You can't deny that. And they are trying to do that in this movie with the uh. elves in this movie, the elves, they try to make like minions and they just want to sell shit through with that. The elves basically. Uh, yeah. Goldie Hawn <laughs> is atrocious. The kids are terrible in this movie. Kurt Russell's okay. What the hell is my boy Julian Dennison? Julian Dennison doing in this movie? Like, what the hell? What fire your agent right now? You were in an amazing movie. You Hunt had, for the Wilder People. You, Hunt for the Wilder People was great. Amazing. Deadpool two, I didn't like, but a lot of people did like it, that yeah. movie. For some reason, sure. I you like know, it. you're on a good streak, and then you go to the Christmas Chronicles two. Like, 
Uh, probably so, had a decent. He probably got paid a decent amount for it. I mean, he had to have gotten paid a decent amount, but still, like, if you're trying to further your acting career, you're a young kid. Like, go for better. You know roles. what he's going to be can after make this? Money after that, especially since he's so good. His next movie is a blockbuster in Godzilla versus King Kong. So he like Wait, who's just directing that one. That's uh, Adam, not it's McKay. Not who did Skull Island? No, not Adam no. McKay, but Adam. Not Adam McKay. Fuck. What's his last oh, name? Oh, the one from the VHS? Yeah. Adam. <sighs> Adam Wingard. Wingard. Got it. Um, Yeah, I mean, like I said, I wrote way too many notes on this. Um, Who's Adam like McKay? Just the, the, the logic in this also. You can nitpick to death. Oh, yeah. And, oh, here we go. Here's a good thing, or a good critique. The There's a there's a trope in Christmas movies where Christmas spirit is down, right? And they need to bring Christmas spirit back, right? And how does, like, Elf is a great example. Yeah, yeah I was going to say well, Elf. The Santa Claus oh. is fucking... Or the Santa Claus, his yeah. His thing runs on... Christmas spirit. Exactly. It's a it's a common trope in Christmas movies and usually they have to bring it up by like bringing Christmas cheer to people or making them believe in Santa Claus and it's always done organically. So they have the same trope in this movie where Christmas spirit is down. How do they raise Christmas spirit? Santa uses his magic to make people do things against their will. They don't even know what they're doing and it's like just Ooh. them doing a song and dance number brings Christmas spirit. It's like them like turning into zombies and doing this song and dance brings how Christmas does that spirit. get passed when it's like no the point is to have them choose yeah. to believe or to do things nice on their own yeah that's like the antithesis of the trope exactly which makes no sense yeah, as a sucks. christmas movie like i get that it's a kids movie i get that it's a christmas movie for yeah kids, but you're showing but, kids to fucking that's what I'm saying, that they are that zombies to whatever no, that's what I'm saying is it's my yeah. most it's my most valid critique of the movie because everything else you could throw away as like right, just, you're just being nitpicky because it's a kids movie, but this actually should not be there if this is a kids Christmas movie because it makes no sense like you should not like Santa should not be able to use his no magic moral and just of the story. Exactly. Change what they actually believe or or what they want to do like it's trying to change, like, inspire them to be CEOs of companies. Right. It's the um, it's the airport scene. If you if anybody is listening and knows what I, hasn't seen the movie that I'm talking about, it's the airport scene in when you go Morphin? when they go back in time. <laughs> yeah. In Call of Duty, when they go back in time. <laughs> yeah, it's that scene. It's just it's so bad. And yeah, I wrote a ton of stuff. It's extremely predictable. It's tons of just cliche stuff, and none of it. None of it works for me. So calm down, Jacob. <laughs> I had tortilla soup. Um, Shout out, mom. I gave I gave the Christmas Chronicles a one out wow. of five. So not the worst movie I've ever seen, but not much higher. You haven't seen Loquisha? No, I have not. I, I swear. If Jacob's I lo- next movie. If is I lose <laughs> again, what was it? What was the movie? Oh, I said Bobbleheads. Bobbleheads. Yes. Bobbleheads. That was even worse score. Yeah, exactly, it's, exactly. it's rated the worst movie of all time. Well, one of the worst movies. Of all time. I just know I'm Jacob, so bad. Jacob, you better be doing your research. Because I choose, ba- I choose exactly. based on like, this is a good movie. You better like, start. They're definitely going to choose this. And then they don't. And then I'm like, You well, better start should, paying off the fucking. We should mention. This I haven't is, watched enough Oscars. Like We should mention what we're talking about because we're 50 episodes in. We did the Oscar bet at the beginning of the show. 
every year from now on, we're doing an Oscar bet where we will assign points based on categories and kind of make the Oscars a game. The losing person has to watch. We live streamed it too. <laughs> we did live stream. We'll probably live stream it this year. The losing person has to watch a very bad movie by the other people's choosing. And this year, we are definitely thinking bobbleheads, if not for sure bobbleheads. So look up that movie if you've never heard of it. And Jacob lost last year, so he's, he's <laughs> 0 for 1. So I'm dead inside ever since I've seen that movie. Yeah, exactly. Um, oh, my okay, God. Do you, you know go? when it's supposed to be? No. You know when the Oscars are this year? In like March or April. April 25th. Yeah, because, yeah, I knew that. It's usually February. Uh, so more movies are going to get in. Besides the one that we watched, what do you have? One other one? No, I got oh yeah, one other than the one we then watched. Then the one we watched. Yeah. And you have one. One. Okay. But it's a rewatch. Oh, well, that's fine. You've never talked about it on the show before. Nope. No, do the other one. And then we'll talk about Fat Man and then Josh will go. I wasn't prepared. Well, prepare yourself. So I watched Hillbilly Elegy. This Which I watched what? half of so I can comment on <laughs> so some of it. Directed by Ron Howard of how the Grinch stole Christmas fame. <laughs> da Vinci Code. Da Vinci Code. So I didn't have like, honestly, too many expectations from this movie. But it, it was a big director. I mean, I love Arrested Development. Is, Any is he other, in it? Yeah. He's a narrator. He's kind oh, of like, yeah. yeah. And he, he's in it too. I love like uh, Andy Griffith show. Because his, his daughter's <laughs> a big part of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, directed by Ron Howard and starring Amy Adams and a bunch of other people that are unknown. Glenn Close. <laughs> Glenn Close. Yeah. Gabriel Basso. Uh, I mean, Glenn Haley Close Bennett, the only one really known. Freda Haley Pinto. Bennett. Bo Hopkins. Yeah. Well, you said unknown. I'm just saying Glenn Close, hello. But, okay, it's not, you didn't have to name everybody. <laughs> So uh, what the synopsis and urgent phone call puts a Yale law student back to his Ohio hometown where he reflects on three generations of family history and his own future. Man, was this movie not good. You say Haley Bennett? Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, again, technically, like, I can't complain too much, like, there wasn't anything that was like special, honestly. Like nothing stood out. I'm like, ooh, that's a pretty scene. Like, for the most part, it was just you know serviceable. But like the whole story of it, I didn't give a fuck about any of the characters in this movie at all. Like the main character was this lawyer, and he was like this kid who was like bullied because he was a fat kid in a hillbilly town, and like. As a hillbilly, you got to fight back, but if you get turned down on, but you got to know if you get beat up, they're going to be there to get your back. It was just like, I don't know. It could have been more, but it was so dumb. I didn't care about anybody in this movie. And that is so hard to feel like this kind of passion or any kind of like feelings towards any of the characters because they were all just shit. Like, the main character, you're supposed to feel for him because he came from this hard background of this hillbilly Ohio and became a 
went to Ohio State. Ooh, bad school where they make fun of Ohio State at one point. I'm like, yeah. no one would make fun of you if you went to Ohio State. Oh, that's well, a very prestigious school. Unless he you gets went- made fun of at when he's at Yale, like they say, yeah, oh. they're like, oh, you. Well, it's Ohio not, they don't even make fun a state of school. Yeah, they like, say there's a lot of good state schools. Yeah, it's still. It's like, like a backhanded comment. Yeah, but Ohio State, like, is but a great school. From, it might come from someone from Yale. Not but he's at Yale now. Well, yeah, I agree. I'm just saying that. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, they try to push in this, and they're like, oh, rednecks. He's like, redneck is a bad term. We're hillbillies. Like, Oh, God. Yeah. And I don't know. It like it wanted to make you feel for him. But I didn't give a I didn't care at all about him because he wasn't like very good person like ever throughout the film. I never cared about him. He was like this little selfish little asshole kid. And then it's like it had his family. Okay, they were tough and they wanted to give you this feeling of like that tough love type thing. But no, they just all seem to hate each other throughout the whole movie. And it's like trying to make you because he came back because like family so important you know like fast and furious it's all about family. <laughs> it's all about family it's all about family and then but you don't care about the family they're all assholes to each other which i don't know maybe rednecks are i mean hillbilly sorry and but they just don't seem like they care at all about each other throughout most of the movie so who am i supposed to care about like what is the point he leaves the school. He has like an interview the next day that he's thinking about not going to because he's trying to take care of his mom, who's like an addict to heroin or or uh, opiates because she was a nurse and she started stealing them from patients. And she's still employed. But she's never good to him. Like throughout the entire movie, it never like evolves to where all of a sudden, okay. I see she's been through a lot. So that's why she is the way she is. And she actually did care about him. And that's what pushed. Even if it was that, I don't even know if it would have been more to me because I didn't care about him. You know, it wasn't like I care. They did anything to make me like relate to him or feel something for him. I just didn't care about any of these characters. So anything that happened, it was like pointless. So, I have not seen the whole thing. Unfortunately, I'll have to talk about this movie next week and either agree or disagree with you. I'm telling you right now, I'm probably going to agree with you. But um, I will say that I, the one thing that I've taken away so far, I've seen over half of it, is that if you've seen real poverty and real problems, this I f- almost dislike this author and this movie because it thinks that it's so important and like, deserving of a deserving of a fucking full Ron Howard movie that it's like no not really like yes it is a great if you came from that and you went to Yale Law School that's great but it's not like what you think it is it's not this in this is a true story because this was written by a book by JD Vance the the kid in the movie's name is JD Vance it's literally his Vance biography JD Vance, Vance Refrigeration, son of Bob Vance. <laughs> no, but it's um full it's circle. Like watching it, you're like all of those things you're wondering, like, who am I supposed to root for? Why do I care? All of those things are just like brought up because it's not that important of a story to tell. Like, what are they trying to say? Like generationally, it, yeah. like, yeah, you pass down like you are what you come from, or like 
kind or of almost so, your social economic like class it, is hereditary. Yeah, it's almost almost like know. it was trying to say the opposite of that, though. Like you aren't just what you come from. You can do more, but home is always there. That's where you were. You know, that's where you are. But like, you can do. I don't know honestly what it was almost trying to say. And they would throw in little things like they were washing plastic forks and stuff to reuse. I'm yeah, like, come so, yeah. on. Yeah. The, the craziest <laughs> like thing. Like even super poor. Why would they have plastic forks? They would have cheap metal forks that they yeah, can keep well, using over and forks over. Are fucking Hold on. To be fair, that was after a huge party like where she had to serve a lot of people. That was oh. after the party. So why is she washing them? Because she wants to keep them and reuse them. Keep them Anyway, <laughs> it felt like it felt like someone who wasn't from that. I get trying what you're to like show like, oh, poor, poor, poor. No, so I, feel I sorry feel for them. I felt that. Yeah. In, from what I've seen already. And I'm just yeah. like, why? No, the, the cr- I grew up in the Midwest, too, like from not like a upper class family. And I just. Yeah, it feels like I a couldn't middle, relate to them. It kind of feels all. like a middle class two dollars for eight forks. Like, yeah, you can feel, afford eight <laughs> real forks. It feels like a middle class person trying to make. A their, movie about a lower class yeah, family. Yeah, try, trying to make their life seem like they were in the lowest of the low when it might have been like lower middle class event, you know, overall. But he still was able to do these things and make this life. And yeah, and then he had this girlfriend too, who was the like amazing. She was so supportive, so caring, so into it. And then he was just like randomly an asshole to her at parts. Like, (laughs) like why though? Like, why are you an asshole to her? Yeah. She is so understanding. She just wants the best for you. And it wasn't like she was being overbearing. Like you need to come back. You need to do this. Like, no, no, I understand. It's like, why are you talking like this? I have to be there. Hang up. Like, what? Like, why? You're just an asshole then. Like, I just want to add And one why thing. does he care so much about his family who is literally no one's nice to him? They all are shit, <laughs> shitting on him like the whole time. I haven't watched this movie, but I just want to comment on because I've been just looking up about it. Um, cinematographer, very, very competent. Yeah. Um, she did The Wrestler. She did. Good. Yeah. Um, it's, it's like uh, it looked um, fine. Creed. Like, she did the first Creed. She's like well known and you can tell that she did those movies. There's a lot of there's a lot of um in both of those movies there's a lot of like handheld like up close and personal so much handheld and yeah there's a lot in this movie much handheld yeah it's it's very you can tell those you can tell it's the same cinematographer now that you think about it but it's not the cinematography that falls apart in this it's just weird because think about it so you got Ron Howard who's Competent. He did Cinderella I mean, Man, Beautiful Mind, he both good movies. Does bad, da but he's done a lot of okay. bad. Yeah, right. he does bad and good. But he can do he can do good good things. Yeah, you have a cinematographer that's competent, has done a lot of good things. You have a composer that's a legend in Hans Zimmer, who Hans Zimmer did the original score for this, along with David Fleming. Who he is in the sense that like his great movies are legendary but he is such a but he's still a legendary he is so, composer he is so employed i guess would be the word that you don't even recognize there's tons of stuff that you'd be like oh that's hans zimmer because it's just like he can shit something out in a week probably and not even care yeah, about it. like and he, i won't like, say did this do you remember anything no, from the score the score didn't stand out to me exactly and yeah that's i saw like when i saw it was him which i saw after i'm like oh huh and it's funny because yeah, right. the same two 
worked on like, I'm Wonder not Woman saying, together yeah, too. Like I'm not saying it was like bad, but it was not memorable. And it's just weird though. I'm and saying like the like, cinematography wasn't bad, but it's not memorable. No, I'm just the saying like the fact that they had a bad, very, but it's not memorable. Very talented department. If you're yeah. talking, you have two really well-known actresses. Yeah. You have a very well-known composer. You have a well-known cinematographer, a well-known director. And it just shows that like, just because you have all those things doesn't mean that and that's what make, it hurt it almost. Movie. That hurts it more, right? You have so much. Talent. Did you did you see the juxtaposition between uh, critic and user score and IMDb? No, it's like jarring. It's like thirty something meta score. At all. Six point seven. Uh, that's user ridiculous. Score. Yeah, which is higher than a lot, a lot of movies. Of that movies. We've that's ridiculous. Watched, you know. Yeah, like Bean I, I don't think know. Was in the I d- honestly, I just don't know why people would enjoy watching it because like. It wasn't fun to watch. There was because there's people that, was, that like enjoy Spencer Confidential. There's people that uh, like enjoy that probably Wonder worse. Woman. Like it's probably those, in the yeah. sixes. Like yeah, people but that can, was better. People can this. unlike I mean, us can turn their fucking brains off and go, "This is what I'm seeing." Oh, that was that was okay. But exactly. there's not Let me give it a six that, out of ten. The people that like those movies will watch this movie because it's on Netflix. There's a top it's ten original, fucking list. They'll watch it and they'll think. Oh shit! This is high art. Like, yeah. Like, oh, Ron this is Howard. This a movie that will trick you into thinking it's Oscar worthy because it has so much average, talent behind it. Or it'll trick the average person into thinking it's Oscar worthy just because of the story, just because of the talent, exactly because of the acting and some of those things. But it's like if you really f- focus it and but put like, it under a what microscope, even was this it's a, bad. What I, was it like? Really, I didn't trying see to a show? second of this movie. Like I know, saying. I guess I get it was trying to show like. Don't forget where you're from. But there's, but that's like been done he should have forgot where he was from. Like I feel like almost like re- more relatable. Like it's like yeah, I want to forget all of that I was from and like be better. I mean that's done been done so many times in so in many much better, better ways. ways and this, I mean it wasn't technically like again Amy Adams Nocturnal Animals wasn't yeah. she like wasn't that a movie of like. Don't but like it wasn't like they acted badly, but I just didn't like I hated her throughout the entire film. I never like felt and you're supposed to feel for her. Yeah, because she's like going through shit and an addict and stuff, which I am sympathetic for. But they try to make the case that you should feel sorry for her because of what she went through when she was a kid. Is that me? Like, but it doesn't like well, no. like. Yeah, they do talking this, about Amy Adams. when they do three yeah. generations, they're Amy saying Adams. that it's the parents Glenn, like or Clo- Glenn Close. Yeah, the son, Amy JD Adams, and then it. the okay. parents, and they do this flashback. Is of, Amy Adams JD's it's, mom? mom? Yes. Okay. It's this halfway point of it's a it's almost exactly halfway through the movie when she says, Mom went through much worse stuff than us or whatever. And this is supposed to be like you this realistic. No, no, no. They're no, talking about Amy Adams. Mima was the Mima's grandma. grandma. Or whatever. She's saying, he says, or she, the sister says that she's went through much worse stuff than us. And there's supposed to be this realization that, oh, maybe we should feel sorry for her. And this, like, this coming together of, uh, I don't even know, ideas and um, just realization that maybe she's not so bad. She's using, she's doing these things for a reason, but. Even in that moment, like you yeah, don't get much from like it. Like the tough love thing would have couldn't work, right? And it there was one part when he said he got like it had the highest score on the exam and Mima is like, Okay, cool. 
Like she doesn't act really big about it, but she takes his paper and she's sitting in the chair and she's looking at like still looking at it like she's proud. Like that was a good moment. That's a good moment. Like because he just because she's never like gives any kind of comments or good praise to him at all. But then he said he had the highest score and handed it to her and she's like, okay, cool. And she just walks away and just like look and then but she's sitting there like smiling looking at it and that was a big moment for him because showed she cared that was like it though (laughs) like she was an asshole the whole time and i get tough love thing but usually it can be done in a way that makes you feel something you know does she ever like like mick and rocky for example or something like that does she ever like convert no there's like not a payoff no there's like if you're talking about mima there's moments where like it's weird that the mom is not, it's not even tough love. She like, she'll like flip out and then he'll resort to Mima for the, for like protection, you know, but like yeah. there was this one the, part, like the uh, scene where, where she Adam like goes Adam. after him. Yeah. Oh my God. I was like, what the fuck is happening? Well, <laughs> it was there, so bad. There was also a part, Amy Adams, his, his mom is dating someone else He's smoking weed with the other kid. So it would have been like his stepbrother if they get married, you know. And then like Meemaw comes in and like steals him away, basically. And I'm just like... JD or the kid? The other kid? No, JD. Yeah. Just like, okay. It seemed weird. I don't know. It just, it didn't work on like most of the levels that it wanted to be do like it wanted to be more and it was trying so hard to be more and it just wasn't like it is the book so... titled the same i think so yeah it was a really popular book like i never heard really of popular book. and the book obviously must be better than the movie because it, i mean that's probably a bestseller right uh yeah probably it would have to be if it was but i mean be. it could be for the same exact reasons like if it was put on Oprah's book club or some shit, like it would be sell a shitload of right. copies and it might not even be that good. Who knows? Same thing for Netflix. It's in, it's one of the best known movies now because Netflix put uh, in the top 10. <coughs> 50 shades of gray. Yeah. Right. You know, was a fan fiction of twilight and horribly written by literally just a fan, not a writer and was terrible book that made terrible movies. What's that? Fifty Shades of Grey. It's Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah, it was a uh, just fan fiction of Twilight. Exactly. I mean, yeah, I haven't even finished it yet. I'm horrible. going to finish it, but Jacob, you want to give a star rating to Hill? You gave it a lot better than I thought you would. have. I gave it a two. Again, technically and everything, like I can see why people would love it because, like, it it feels like a movie that is good. I will say too, like again, like Wonder Woman. The setup, the first twenty to thirty minutes, yeah. I was like, "Why yes, are people I was shitting into on this it. so bad?" Yeah. yeah, I wasn't bad. And then they started getting How into the flashbacks it? and the trauma part of Not it. And I'm like, long. "Oh my god, it's so over, like heavy-handed." It was, yeah, it's two, it's almost just two over two hours. Hour fifty-six. Fi- yeah, okay, almost two hours. Almost exactly two hours. Yeah, like pacing wasn't that bad either. Like technically, there was a lot of things that were like they were all competently done. I mean, these are super talented people doing it. It's just the plot and story and characters. I just didn't give a fuck about. Wait, so. was that kid? He looks super familiar. He was in the Super Eight. Voice sounded very familiar. Super Eight. He was from not the not the flashback kid. The the old one. The uh, regular version of him. 
not regular version. Adult. The old Gabriel regular. Basso? Yeah, he's yeah, he's the from voice Super sounded 8. very familiar. I've only seen Super 8 once. Me and too. didn't like it. Anyway. I did like it. <laughs> um all right, so that's Kings of Elegy. I've seen Kings of Summer. Um I'll touch on it probably next week with just a star rating because I've said Everything I think I need to say. <laughs> Sorry. Drop my phone. Um, it out. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> okay, let me go again. Um, clear up some of this bullshit. Uh, what should I say next? Christmas Chronicles 2. Okay, another Christmas movie. I'll just briefly touch on National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Uh, it's a Christmas classic. It's, it is very good for the season and for the holiday. Beyond that, as a movie... It's not as strong. Uh, the interesting thing about this movie is that it is uh, written by John Hughes and he had a big mm-hmm. part to play in it. But it's also the third time, I believe it's the third movie that you see the the Griswold family. Like this, their story being told. Um, which this I've is only the seen, third iteration? Yeah, I've only seen Vacation, I think, once, like the original Vacation. Yeah, not the fucking, and I, what's his face? I've, I think I've only seen the second one in parts on TV, too, so it was probably edited. So I've seen this one the most out of all of those, and it's obviously because it's a holiday movie and it's a classic. Um, but yeah, the director in this, like, the first two movies have more, uh, like, movie directors. This guy... I want to say it was like his first or second movie. And then after that, he literally only did TV. And I can kind of see why, honestly. Like, it has good parts to it, but it doesn't come together as a complete movie. And you could probably say that about a lot of National Lampoon movies. Like, there are parts that you remember, like, really standing out and really being funny. And then the rest of the parts are, like, subpar and not that funny. And... It's probably the same with this movie. Um, it works. There's there's a lot of parts that work, but it's not. It's just not great. And mm-hmm. um, you know, Chevy Chase is is going for it. He he's definitely the best part of the movie. It's funny to see Juliette Lewis and Jonathan Galecki playing kids, obviously, and um, Beverly D'Angelo is pretty much the same across. I think all of these movies, so doesn't really change much, but. Yeah, there just is some like really scenes that stand out, like the squirrel scene. Uh, it's as be not being good. Um, I don't know, just a couple other things. And there's a lot of things that are kind of supposed to be funny, but don't land for me. Like as a com, like on your comedy radar, some people think think things are gonna be funnier than other people, right? So if it's comedy, yeah, then obviously they would like that movie more. But with this movie. I didn't laugh at everything or even a lot of things. So that would bring it down because it's supposed to be funny. So yeah. Um, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Definitely above average, especially for a Christmas movie because most Christmas movies are just downright bad, um, but not as good as some people make it out to be. So I gave it a three out of five. And that's all I have to say about that. (laughs) My turn, and the only other movie I watched, falling into the Ron Howard director <laughs> uh, directed movies, I watched How the Grinch Stole Christmas, the Jim Carrey version. 
I actually rewatched that not long ago. Two, uh, came out two thousand. Because uh, I haven't watched it, and I don't have. I can't remember it, but I will say I have some things to say. I will say that I looked at here. Okay, this is a movie I watch pretty much every year, mm-hmm. and this was now that we're doing this thing. I wanted to watch it with a critical eye, and it hurt it a lot for me. Yeah, it's not good. I mean, it's not great. It's okay. I still will like enjoy. I will still watch it, but like looking at it with a critical eye, I had a much exactly which much makes, worse which opinion makes of it. This guy's nope. review asinine. Uh, and I will never change. That's why I didn't rate it, it actually because I'm like, oh, like so, it's worse than I like remember. So obviously, we all know the Grint story, right? Mm-hmm. Um, starring Jim Carrey, uh, Taylor Momsen. Jeff Tambor, we can keep going, but uh, Molly Shannon's in it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, mm-hmm. this is the only Christmas movie I care about. It's the only Christmas movie I watch every year that I actually want to watch. No every shot, but go. I don't care about any other Christmas movie. You uh, haven't uh, seen you haven't seen Fat Man yet. A Christmas story. <laughs> a Christmas story is up there, but I don't seek to watch a Christmas story. I want to watch The Grinch every single year, and I've done it. Every single year for probably 15 years now. And it is my quintessential Christmas movie. So whatever you guys say bad about it, I don't care. Because it is my well, number one Christmas movie. Well, I still watch it Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. This, like, when you think of the Grinch, you don't think of any other Grinch other than Jim Carrey's Grinch oh, now. Oh, bullshit. You don't think of the original cartoon. I think of the, you I can't, think of the original Okay, cartoon. name one fucking line from the original, like from the first, from the cartoon version. The, I don't. He literally recites one. the Doctor. Yeah, Seuss it's book. exactly the Doctor Seuss. <laughs> okay, his heart grew like, three sizes. Yeah. <laughs> like, That's a narrator, though. I'm saying the actual Grinch character. Like, what did he do? I mean, honestly, you think I, of a better Grinch than Jim Carrey's so Grinch? You're, do you you're want like, me to say what I don't like about this movie? I don't, <laughs> because it doesn't matter. There are a know. lot of things. Yeah. I mean, this it's a, it's a it's a it's a it's a Christmas movie. You're meant to turn it on blindly, but watch it when people more, are there. I mean, what this is it, something that like yeah, this, it's not like, trying to be anything. It's not. It yeah, is. I know. I mean, I could see it from your view. I could see like, it from I your view. I still will watch this movie every year. Think about the storyline. It's a I simple story. I was just taking story. it from a super critical you can, point of though, view. You can, though, because it is... You can with any movie, yeah. What do you... I mean, what do you... Like, even there's movies I love, and it doesn't matter that they're terrible movies. I still love them. But this is a movie in near that range. I st- like, Jim Carrey, amazing. I think he kills Who's it bad? as the Grant. Like he what, kills it. Then what's a negative? Though? Everybody else is bad in the movie. Taylor Momsen's fine. She's a little girl. That's a who. The singing. Oh, there's there's like two singing songs. There's like two songs. Yeah, and but from it the doesn't original. even match. And then she. They're sings. 25 seconds long. It's like. Yeah, but it doesn't make it enjoyable to see the and back then, the backstory, which has never been in the Grinch ever. Yeah, <laughs> and then the whole story, like a baby. how there's basically like it goes and then comes back and then goes back again, like goes and goes back. Yeah, and because back it, again. the whole original part before it becomes the original story, like the old story of the Grinch, like I don't know, it just the pacing feels bad to me when now. he becomes like the person of. 
like the yeah like he's like leading that yes I what the part is it's been a long time since i've seen it so i just watched I'm it, just trying to, it was, what he's becoming i forgot the name to, of it though what when they have like he the gets the wreath and he gets all yeah. the cheeses he eats oh all that's the so funny cheermeister yeah cheermeister. Th- those cheermeister. parts are good but then it goes again back to that to the original story and i like it just feels paced weird. Because they had to stretch a 60 minute yeah. or less than that story out to an hour and a half at least. And it just feels so... They had to stretch it out. It feels stretched. It feels... No yeah. shot. This movie feels so short to me. No. I've, I watched it twice this year. Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. There are and it's parts so that, fast. Yeah. And I... Like it's just... I still enjoy soul. it, but just like I got to take it for what it is the, and it's not a good... Like a great movie. It's a great movie. Um, it's so quotable. Yeah. You, there's it is. so many parts where you can Jim quote. Carrey. Okay. The, the main is like fucking character, the oh, person that's on the screen no, the most yeah, is the best part of the movie. Though. Oh, heaven forbid. He's, the best part of the movie is the main if, character. Heaven forbid. I wouldn't even say he's the most. He's not in it until like way later. He's literally the, in the first five minutes, he's in it. For a second. For like minutes and like five minutes, and then it goes back. Then it goes to um, does the whole like all the Cindy Lou Who and her dad, and then he comes right back into the and he's causing all the havoc. I basically in the town. don't like any then of the she other leaves, and then it comes. Him. Then he comes back. Molly Shannon's in it. She's exactly who she should be in the movie. I haven't seen it in a long time. I can't comment, but I mean, I it's also I twenty love, years old. I love movies that are very lowly rated. I will admit. But this is a movie that is lowly rated. <laughs> is you it? haven't watched it in a while. Yeah. I no, really. I'm saying Yeah, it is. Like, it's I like a three point two I literally letterbox. watched this movie a couple of weeks ago and I a I six point two and a forty six Metascore, that's pretty low. I did look up the I did and the actual metric. But like just three point one, three point two. Like I just—that's the same thing. Six point two, three. Like that low. The story—it's pretty low. Like the some story. of your annihilation is three point five. I said I love movies that are lowly rated. <laughs> just, I will admit that. Your That's favorite movie is. Like I said I can see your side. I can see your side. I can yeah. see it from both sides. But no, like, I don't want to get it wrong. I'm just talking from a critical point of view. We're talking. I love that this movie, but like just looking at then, it then objectively, your, it there's a lot wrong with it. Subjectively. Movie. Yeah, but I'm trying to look objective at more is saying that's this is bad and it's not it, bad. Like the acting for literally everyone else except well, he Jim is Carrey saying objectively, is bad. Like this would never be nominated for anything. No, it's not even which close. it wouldn't. <laughs> that's true. I mean, that's true. Like this, I like Jim Carrey was amazing in this. I love his him as the Grinch. And I loved him in Sonic, but do I think Sonic? Is Actually, the... you assholes, it won an Oscar, so fuck you. Did both. it really? for makeup? Bolt. Okay, it's yeah, critically acclaimed. It got nominated for three Oscars. I'm saying I you, like no, the movie. Fuck, that's objectively a good movie. If it got nominated, it's not. How many great good... movies have you seen that have zero Oscars nominations, and this has three? <laughs> so this is objectively a good movie. Once again, a, a proof behind the Oscars makeup, mean costume design, and art direction. <laughs> Art and set direction. Well, yeah, but what was it competing against? Who cares? That matters. It came out in 2000. You think the Oscars are going to matter in April? <laughs> no. It's like, oh, this was the best picture. And I'm not even trying to shit on the Grinch. I'm, I could, because I, mean, I can see both I'm, sides. I can see I'm why people would love it. I'm not shitting on it either. I'm saying and again, I love it. a Gold Globe nomination. I'm literally yes, of course. saying I watch this movie every year. Like, I love this movie. 
But I was trying to look at it more with a more critical eye, and there is a lot wrong with it. What? The pacing is not good. The it's it what does it do cinematography wise? Like nothing. Like acting wise, it's bad for the most no, part. No, it's great. Except act- for Jim Carrey. L- okay, well let's do a devil advocate. Makeup amazing. Set, yeah, makeup's good. Set and uh, decoration de- good. Uh, great, amazing. Yeah. Yep. So music wait, amazing. Okay, but here's the thing: is you're you're saying that you're saying those things to counteract the bad things. Whereas why Jacob's saying that is because in order to be a five star film, it should have everything be excellent. And it does. Whereas he's saying there's bad things, but there's also good things. Like I still think so this you're, is th- you're saying really that everything good. he says is I bad still love is, this movie. is amazing in this movie yeah. because it's a five star film. It is a five star film. And I don't have a problem with that. I'm just saying that's fine. Back and that's it up. where the bias back comes it up. No, that's fine. I am backing it up. Yeah, I'm yeah. just trying to look right. at it with that like extra like okay, Lord of the Rings, my favorite movies of all time. And I went back this year with that critical eye. Still amazing movies. Like But the okay, the thing is, this is the difference. This is the difference. Lord of the Rings was made with the intention of being an Oscar movie. No. No. Bullshit. No. You don't it think Peter made, Jackson went in Peter, to be like, I'm going to make this movie Did you movie see his great. movie before no. Lord of the Rings? Like, there, no. That, those movies are won, called that Oscar That was a passion bait. project. He went to multiple <laughs> studios. You know how he got New Line to do it? Because he was going to everyone else before. And he told New Line, he's like, yeah, I got someone lined up right now. They're offering this much. He lied. He lied. They, he had no one. And they were like, yeah, we'll give you this much then. He's like, sweet, I'll make it work. And he made three movies with a budget of one movie these days. Like, and they're amazing. No, like they weren't meant to be great. They were Lord of the Rings were a passion project. Nobody was giving him it. He bought those rights with because he wanted to make that movie. Those movies, I mean. No one even wanted it to be three movies. It was only gonna be like one or two or something like that. Uh, anyway, <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead I love the Grinch. I, like I'm just. I, you haven't said one good thing about it. But I did. You loved it. <laughs> a lot of good things about it. What other than Jim Carrey? Jim Carrey's great. That's the makeup is great. I think the world building and like the set design is great. I think the a lot of the special effects are great too. Like with the little, uh, like the super little people in it. Well, in this movie, so this movie came out. Little known fact, because. Uh, when I was in Florida for Christmas, <laughs> this came on TV and my sister was like, oh, I hate that movie or whatever, you know, and we somehow the timeline of when it came out was brought up and she was like something about five or six years ago. And I was like, no, this movie is 20 years old. This movie is 20 years old. This movie uses actually a lot of practical effects and it brings it actually creates that, um, Dr. Seuss feel so better, well. better, than, better than the Illumination version, which came out two, not even two years ago. Yeah, yeah. definitely better. So and it, like the that's a huge, movie that's I a thought huge was plus. shit that came out. Michael Myers. Oh, Kyle loves that movie. You haven't watched it. <laughs> you gotta watch that highest I, shit. <laughs> I thought it was shit. When I only seen that movie once, though. To be fair, you gotta watch it. Hi, <laughs> it's so good. But like. Yeah, I like this movie a lot, but like I tried to just watch it with like not that like attachment to it, and I'm just like, yeah. It, but why? There are a lot of problems. Why with ruin it. that? I still love watching why it. Why you have though. to look at it? I like, still watched it. 
this is where I, I can separate from being the the podcast critic versus but like, just just if, watching if this movie. If you look at it, you can it. give a movie like The Room could be a, a one star movie, right? But no I, shot. Like, no shot. <laughs> It could, but I'm saying you could get yeah, that. It could be one or it could be five. Yeah. You could be a one, but, but you absolutely not, love watching like it. No, this is no, nothing like the room. This is no, no, no. This is, a, this is a really well done movie. It had, a comp, it had like with, $120 million like, budget. Makeup is awesome. Acting. Everything. Jim Carrey is amazing. awesome. Set design is amazing. Effects all look great, but like the just the pacing is not very good to me. The most of the people's acting other than Jim Carrey is not very good to me. And yeah, like those things, I still would give this a pretty good score higher than what the average is saying, but just, I'm not, it's not like, a the one, five why didn't movie. you, you just said you watched it. Why didn't yeah, you? Yeah, I think, log I, think it? I just say, forgot to log it. It's not yeah. like you're arguing five. You're arguing one. He's no. saying it's not worthy of a five. No, I would give this probably like it would still be above uh three and a half. Yeah. So it's not like, super far you're not arguing worlds no but you know it's i still like it i think it's better than what people think by far but i just try well, to look at it really super too. like i look at all the movies that i love and look at more critically now like the lord of the rings and that stood up to that critical yeah line. but we also yeah. we also always do the caveat of personal bias but bias does yeah. exist yeah, and that's why both. a lot yeah. of times bias is what gets me to five versus four and a half like mm-hmm. is this as good as lord of the rings not even close no is yeah, it as good as halloween exactly but what i'm saying exactly. is your personal bias saying. comes i was in. just going from a critical point of view mm-hmm. but yeah it's, but i, I turned that off i turned that will, off for this but for i some will movies. watch this every year yeah and hence, if you guys didn't know, gave it a five star. <laughs> yeah, but I wouldn't do that just from yeah. a critical. That's from point pure of view. enjoyability. I I don't think there's much wrong with the movie, honestly. But I can't really knock it down. For I because like personally, if I've I seen found, this movie fifty times. <clears throat> yeah, personally, if I, if I found something wrong with the movie, no matter how much I loved it, I could still bump it down and say that I love it, no matter what. I could still do that. That's why I have the like. This right. is literally my, my quintessential yeah, exactly. Christmas my, movie. Like I'll be like two like. That's and that'll, because trust me, I that'll, liked that'll it. change over time. Like if you find something wrong with it, you'll like you'll want to you know oh, you'll yeah. want to have that. Well. Differenti- That's why I leave. You'll want to have that my, differentiating my, my likes because it's like that heaviness. It's like yeah, this is a two star movie. Like it did everything wrong. Yeah, but right. I had a great time watching it. Like, no, so it's, like Dave made the maze. Yeah, no, Dave <laughs> Maze is actually pretty good though. False. That has so much going for it. If we're talking about bad but actors, Dave Maze, I gave less than that. So you gave a three. I think you gave a three and a half. Actually, yeah, you're saying less than the Grinch. And no, I think he did give it a three and a half. Well, I didn't actually rate the Grinch. So exactly. Well, what you would think you would anyway. Yeah. But I mean, I probably enjoyed them about as much. Oh, you gave it a three. Technically wise. So that's but I wouldn't watch Dave so the Grinch, as much. So the Grinch is as good as Suspiria and Interstellar. Nope. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but we're talking. But he rates out of a hundred. So yeah, yeah. So that's fair. So but a, I don't, nine, like, a ninety-one. I don't, I don't no, disagree with that. No, ninety-one. You could go either way. Like I love that movie, and I will watch it next year, just like I watch. This it is every just year. a quintessential. This is my asterisk. This is my. This is my five star that might not deserve a five star, but it's still five star. 
Okay, sure. Because I, okay, I literally... That's totally fair. Art is I, subjective If anyway. I have to watch one movie yeah, right. a year, this is... I'm trying to make an objective thing. This is like, the one movie I constantly watch like every year that I specifically year, know for This year alone, if you look I at I love my, the fact that you gave it a five. I, yeah. Actually, I like that. that you yeah. Like if, I went against the grain, baby. If you look at my yeah. ratings throughout this year, just like a lot of movies I rated like three or three and a half earlier, like when I started this show wouldn't get that today they yeah, would be yeah. much lower well, I, uh, but this, it's just because i'm watching so many things so like i'm trying i have a new the more you watch yeah, yeah it's like just, it's there's all, levels that are yeah, different yep, like and yep. <laughs> i realize i have a better feel for what is like good or bad subject objectively i guess in yeah. a way this is probably one of five movies i watch every year yeah, and I will continue watching this every year. This and Halloween. Now John Carpenter's Halloween will be in there too. Yep. Uh, I'll watch the new one. Uh, David Green. David Gordon Green. Yeah. Yeah. Like Saw movies. I love I haven't, I don't watch those every year though. I love the Saw movies though. Mm-hmm. Love them. Love them. Are I they good? Are yeah. they great movies? I can't wait for Spiral, baby. Yeah. Are they great movies? No. When did that get pushed back No. To? One is the only one that can one be considered a, good, yeah, really good decent at all. And you know what our favorite is? Four. If four. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which is like the Way worst rated. Yeah. So it's like, I don't care about that. But May like, 21st. Like, okay, that is a movie. Maybe if I watch it now, I'm like, yeah, that's a two-star movie. But I fucking love it. <laughs> so it doesn't matter, right? You got to just like go like I can love a movie even if it's objectively not a good movie. Speaking of Saw, can't wait. I can't wait. We're going to watch that in theaters. Yep, May 21st. We we watched fucking the worst one, Saw 7, Saw 3D in theaters, midnight release. I still have the 3D glasses from it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I watched Jigsaw too. I haven't seen Jigsaw. Really? Yeah. I've seen all of them. Jigsaw is the only one I haven't seen. The spiral's coming out. I'm excited for it. It actually looks like it's shot well, at least. And it's got... Uh, Chris the, Rock. Well, the direct the director is Darren Lynn Boozman, who did all of our favorite ones. Three, four. I mean, I'm going to watch it. Two. I'm going to enjoy it. But that's just because that's what I like. But do will I give it a five star? But I also don't no. watch that every year. Like I watch Grinch. We should, though. We need a marathon. Of I would love to. When you, we should set that up. Maybe a premium before Spiral comes out. <laughs> Let's do it. I'm down. They're all, they're totally all like only an it. hour and a half. They're I all can't short. wait. We did that before we watched Saw 3D. Yeah. We watched them all that day. That's when we found out about Smart out Balance Saw Popcorn. 3D. Well, little little Saw go, premium, maybe. We're going to do a Saw premium before the next Spiral. Before Spiral. That's to align with our picks. It's either me or Jacob. <laughs> I already watched my premium ones. Yeah, exactly. It's my turn next. I and forgot to rate Hot Fuzz, though. Shit. Fucked up. I know. I'll watch it again. Okay. <laughs> ready to talk about, this week. Let's just keep the holiday streak going. You ready to talk about Fat Man? I am. Yakob? I am. All right. So this was getting some decent buzz, and then I was like, shit, I should just watch you know, Fat Man. I literally watched the trailer for this because Trevor who yeah. recommended that he's like this movie looks so stupid watch the trailer I watch it I'm like yeah that movie looks stupid yeah yeah I'm like that looks really stupid and then I saw you had watched it and I saw your score I'm like fuck 
Now I have to watch this movie. Okay, so <clears throat> I, we mentioned it briefly before, but like I said, like Christmas movies generally, especially okay. A cr- hold on, we have to settle this debate first. Christmas movies are movies about Christmas, not movies that take place during Christmas. Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. Arguable. Yeah. Batman Returns is not a Christmas movie. Fuck anybody that says it is. It's not. I never heard Batman Returns as one. Oh, trust me. It's out there on the internet. Everybody will stretch everything. Wonder Woman, not a Christmas movie. Has a Christmas scene. Yeah, exactly. So people will be like, oh, it's a Christmas movie now. Die Hard was based around Christmas. Not really. Eve. You could put it in any, you could put it at any time of year. Make it work. The plot doesn't, has nothing to do with Christmas. Anyway. This movie is about Christmas. Movies that are about Christmas are generally pretty bad, especially when you look at, yeah, there's the classics that stand out, but look at how many are made every year. There's a ton of shit movies. So this movie takes a very, I'm going to say grounded, realistic look at Santa Claus, right? He's not even in the North Pole. He's in Alaska. Uh, Like there's very little quote-unquote magic used which is actually like the one major flaw in the movie and a lot of it is done through like just a realistic lens so that was like something that made it different and it actually stood out and i ended up liking this movie probably a lot more than i should have i had a great time watching this movie i like if you want to talk about like pacing and stuff, I have no problems with that. Mm-hmm. It was paced so well. The action was super good. The acting was good. Like it was shot well. Really, there wasn't. I mean, really, all of my ne- negative parts of it were just there wasn't a lot going. I mean, it wasn't about much, right? It didn't. Ha- it wasn't saying much more than it was. Like, well, yeah. Again. What does a Christmas what is a Christmas movie trying to say usually? Yeah. Like, I mean it was the whole magic about like believing but like exactly. this did it in a different way, right? Do you it think went, do you think the flack that cuz I it doesn't have that good of scores. Like you guys were way I have a reason know. for that. You guys were way above average. Do you think it's because it's unorthodox in its approach? No, it's of Christmas. It's it's political. Oh, okay. I don't know anything about it. So people, I'm just wondering people where are labeling this movie as right-wing propaganda. Fuck them. Like, this movie... Hold on. I should actually pull this up. Because you guys were definitely above averages <laughs> This movie was written and directed by two guys from Central California, which I'm whatever. not saying that means, like, they have to be left or anything, but, like, come on. They're from Central California. It has uh, interracial Santa Claus and Mrs. Claus. Yeah, like, I know. I didn't even know that was like a problem with it. Like, I didn't feel like this was super like conservative or anything. Exactly. Like, it's actually other than there was guns in it. Yeah, like you could. There's, there's. It's actually kind of anti, not anti-military, but a critique of the military because the military kind of gets shat on in this movie. Yeah, they. The only thing that I see like as being super right-wing is that it would be pro-gun because Santa Claus. The only way he saves the day is by kind of pulling out his own arsenal but, of weapons. Yeah. I, I just took it. This was a movie. Le, like, like I didn't see this as having to have a political message. I think yeah. putting a message, a political message on it is just totally asinine and stupid. Yeah. I completely agree. Like for me, it was just, this is the kind of over a top, almost B movie ish shit that I love. 
the especially the hitman in it mm-hmm. yeah great like oh, Walton I, goggins like yeah it was it's great. a perfect role for him it was so it's good for, for him, him. Yeah. yeah i loved him and like even was he in like the, an this elf is or something movie, no, no he's, 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 he's a hitman he's a hitman oh okay and they this label movie, him skinny man. This, yeah, exactly. Like his name is it, the movie's Fat Man, and his name is Skinny Man. That's just like this movie totally leans in to the fact that it is totally self-aware, trying to be stupid and, and trying this, to be funny. That's why, like, this like the is kid. So, yeah, this is why it's so enjoyable, right? The, exactly. The man who killed Hitler and then Bigfoot would love to be this type of movie. Like it was stupid, right? Like overall, it is stupid. Yes, but stupid when it's meant to be stupid like it wasn't like the director was making this he's like this is like gonna be the two directors the, the directors who made this are gonna be like this is gonna be the pinnacle of cinema no they were having fun and i felt that the other thing is like it's not it's not like um so stupid where it's like they're like looking directly at you and saying this is funny it's like no, it's almost rides the line. It rides the line. It's perfectly. a fine line. Yeah, right? it rides the line perfectly of being like kind of almost serious. Like, yeah. Like if you were like a dumb person, you'd be like, are they being serious? Or yeah. Not? And that's the line that you want to ride. Exactly. Because the kid like in the beginning, the kid walks out and he's wearing like five blue ribbons on his lapel at once. <laughs> right. It's totally dumb and like over the top. But like the visual comedy isn't what gives that away. Like or I mean the visual comedy gives it away. The acting doesn't give it away because the, the kid is playing it totally Serious. straight. Yeah. Yeah. Playing it totally straight. And but the, it's the like, fact oh, that he's you wearing, could get one more. Yeah, you know? could get one more. The fact that he's wearing five on his jacket at the same time is like, okay, this is totally stupid. And, and it sets up his character. Right. For like the rest of it. Exactly. That's how he is. Stupidly over the top. Like this worked it works so well because that's exactly what he was trying to do. I'm like still at the point when like these time these type of movies are like a fine line. It's hard to almost explain the difference between why this works and why it doesn't. Yeah. And I can completely understand it. Like if you take this seriously and you're watching this and you're like the general, I guess, public, you're going to be like, this is just stupid. But it's meant to be, you know, like it's a little it's the difference there. Right. It was meant to be all everything i felt that i was doing was i mean his fucking name is fat man yeah but but still like people could take this seriously like think oh this is supposed to be like a hit on santa claus and like trying to destroy christmas and like like you could take this seriously and like and then it would look super dumb it would look super dumb but like it was meant to (laughs) okay then okay siri (laughs) It was meant to look stupid, like super dumb, like it, but it, uh, it, it, I can't even, my words are failing me to try to explain what it is exactly, but you can just feel it that this was a movie that was intentional in what it was doing. I, I definitely felt that. And just like, yeah, call, you know, the name, like the elves, like everything. Yeah. Know. Like. And, and they, it will, they're, they're it, called by numbers. Yeah, and it inserts <laughs> things that are like the typical Christmas, almost elf type things. Like yeah. they eat candy. They live off candy and sugar. <laughs> and they're like, why? When do you sleep? Well, we only sleep like thirty minutes or whatever they did. Yeah. And like it's <laughs> this is more efficient. We just eat candy all the time, and it like inserts the like typical Christmas type, 
movie. Well, his name shit. is Chris Kringle too. Yeah, yeah. Which Chris also yep. adds to the. Like it does all those things. <laughs> I don't know. It just does it with such a deft hand, right? It's it. He knows what he's doing, and it's so intentional. I can't like explain it better than that. You can just feel that it's meant to be that way. And I, I definitely enjoyed watching. I could. This is even a movie that I could watch again as a Christmas movie. Like, hey, you guys want to see a Christmas movie? Here I we would. go. Like, it does. It does so many things differently. Like I said, there's already there's already the realistic approach to it, and then the fact that like it it faces a modern problem of uh, or a lot of things that you question in Christmas movies, like. If, if uh, all the presents that we get are made by elves, then how do we get presents made from... Uh, how do we get Xboxes, right? Well, this actually solves that problem. Yeah. This faces it by yeah. saying Santa Claus takes contracts with companies to make these presents and they do like a better job than even the companies themselves Because do, they right? barely sleep. Right, and, like, they, they take these contracts very and they... Efficient yeah, they and, get... Like, um, you know, that's how they make their money. Everything is revolves around money in this and it's... You know, it sounds kind of uh, monotonous or like an anti-Christmas um, approach. And but it, it almost it, takes away from like the government. I mean, it's conservatism. I guess right now it's more government friendly and in general it's not. Because like it seemed very like for like against the government almost because it's like, well, we're only giving you this much. But if you start doing stuff for our military... Yeah, then, right. <laughs> then we'll give you that extra money you need to keep going. Well, that's why, like, again, another thing about the right-wing propaganda that this movie is, like, oh, yeah, it's about the military-industrial complex. Well, it kind of is, but is it a critique of that or is it in support of that? Yeah. It's kind of a critique of that. So yeah, I how thought is it was that right-wing? <laughs> that's what I was saying. I'm like, it seems like anti that. Yeah, exactly. It's, like, they're against the it because they're saying, we're giving you basically nothing because we're trying to like force you into joining us in the military contract right in order to get enough money to actually do the christmas stuff right and then yeah and then they even say at one point too like we we want to extend our contract we're willing to pay you this much oh no i don't really want to do that okay well then you'll you'll come back eventually wait until you see the check and we're gonna cut your or yeah wait till you see the check he says no again yeah you'll change your mind and your checks to be cut in half like you know that's yeah. something that the, the yeah. Government so I didn't do. get that feeling at all. It's weird that, I that I feel people like even got a lot that. Of, I feel like people are way off base with it. Yeah. And honestly, I feel like part of it's it like is just, the hunt. Well, I feel like part of it is kind of Mel Gibson being the star in it. Like his name has a very right. tainted, yeah. you know, uh, point of view. Yeah. Follow or whatever the word is. Anyway, his following is just like it's everything he's in comes with like a grain of salt. You know, you gotta they are all looking at it with this with this warped perception and just because he's in it doesn't mean that his ideals are in it like this is written he has nothing he didn't produce this movie he didn't write it he didn't direct it he's, he's just, just acting literally only acting and in he it. does it so well yeah he's he perfect the part well. for the character yeah. yes yeah i thought uh his his portrayal as santa in this role was particularly well good I loved Mrs. Claus. How I love how like they don't even explain that you know she's obviously a Brit. She has a British accent. He's American or whatever. Like it, they don't even like explain how they came together. Who cares? I love the fact that they're interracial. Exactly. I love the fact that there's a sex scene with Mister and Mrs. Claus. Yeah. <laughs> or implied sex scene. You know, like all of those things are so different that 
it just makes it <laughs> a Christmas movie that I would want to watch again to to break up yeah, all, all the, the other Christmas exactly, that are exactly that are the same. All the same. Yeah. <laughs> so like I said in the beginning, there is one thing that is a problem. They try to use as little magic as possible um, because it's more of a realistic approach, but he knows things about everybody, right? But like he doesn't know or see what's coming to him. Yeah. Like he never knows that this assassin is out to get him, but he seems to know everything. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's just like, I mean, even I have to have it in the even movie, the throwaway but they line. Can't she's like, it. hey, did you want to le- read the list again? He's like, no, I already read it once. Yeah, right. And so uh, Santa Claus reads, <laughs> reads the list twice. Twice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that I don't really have anything else besides some nitpicks. It looked pretty good. There were some there were some good um shots and stuff and set up. There was one part when he was shooting at the cans and stuff, I thought that was pretty good. Yeah. Um later in the movie when I think it's it's um what's his character's name? Shit. Doesn't matter. Walton Goggins is running through the forest like Skinny Man. Skinny Man. Well, yeah. I mean he has a name though. It's it's like tracking him and everything gets kind of out of focus and blurry, but like not to say that the whole movie is like that. I'm just saying like some shots are shot and done well, but for the most part, it looks a little like, like a mid to low budget movie for the most part. The look I of agree. It. What was the budget? I can't imagine it's very high. Yeah. This we could actually probably find if we looked. Yeah. Like it didn't seem super high budget, but 20, 20 million. Okay. 20 million. 20 yeah. Million. It did super well for the budget then. Yeah. I didn't have any real problems with No, that. you could just kind of tell yeah. it's not you like could tell, super but doesn't look great, yeah. but it looks competent. Competent. Some Especially for that bad. money. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Uh yeah, I ended up giving it uh three and a half. I liked it a lot. And I did see full disclosure, I did see Kyle score before I watched <laughs> this movie. That's what even interested me in watching this movie because I thought it looked stupid when I watched the trailer. And then, like, I got at the end of the movie, I'm like, I was trying to, like, disagree or, <laughs> like, go above. I'm like, yeah, no, well, this, yeah. like, it fits it exactly where yeah, I would be is. at. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I I completely enjoyed this movie. Would Holy watch this shit. movie again. And, like, yeah, I can't. I also was at the three and a half on that. Beautiful. All uh, right. I have... One other thing that I want to talk about in depth, and then one thing I'm just going to touch on. My last in-depth review would be of Uncle Frank, which I was fortunate enough to squeeze in. Um, so Uncle Frank is a new Prime original. Um, let's see. This is written and directed by Alan Ball, and it stars Paul Bettany, Sophia, Sophia Lillis, uh, Peter McDissey and a few other people. There's actually quite a bit of big names in the movie, but those are like the three main characters. And if you don't know, Uncle Frank is a um, LGBT Q film, uh, more just about the the gay characters between uh, Paul Bettany and f- what's his name? Uh, f- what did I say? Peter. Peter McDissey. Anyway, it's about their relationship mostly, or in Frank's past, um, his past as a as a gay man. But the plot synopsis in uh, 1973, when Frank Frank Bledsoe and his 18 year old niece Beth take a road trip from Manhattan to Creeksville, South Carolina, for the family family patriarch's funeral, they're unexpectedly joined by Frank's lover, 
Wallied or Wally. Uh, so the that's the synopsis. Like I said, it's mostly a story about um, Frank, his relationship and his past. And that's the key thing. It is a little bit of a coming of age story, but I liked it quite a bit. Um, I think it does a lot of things kind of the same as like a, I have not that I've seen so many coming out stories, but, um, it does it a little bit differently. And from what I've seen and that it actually connects, um, the trauma of like his past with what he's currently going through and the, the impact that someone like your, a, a main role in your life, like your dad or your mom can have on that, on your, on your present. (laughs) It sounds confusing, but so he's like in his late forties and he's lived this life for a long time, but like his, in this time frame, like I said, it's set in 1973. So when he's a kid, this is 40 years before that. So this is like late thirties, forties time period when he's going through these things, he's discovering that he's gay and all these things. And just the impact that his parental figure has on him then still impacts him to this day. So in that aspect, it does a lot of things very strongly. And even the, what Sophia Lillis goes through, uh, her name's Beth in the movie. What Beth goes through, like I said, I think I think the strongest aspect is is Frank and um, Wally's relationship plus Frank's past. Uh, the be, the beginning didn't start so strong. The ending wasn't so strong. It's really like the meat of the movie that was really strong. And there's one scene, I'll just say the motel scene that really ties everything together. And yeah, the acting was all great. It's shot kind of weird. It, it's um, it almost looks like there's like a you know that effect where like it like swirls in the back or like you could like twist things around in mm-hmm. the lens. Yeah, it almost looks like the characters are in frame and then the background is like that shifting at some part. Yeah, parts not every part but some parts are like that. It's shot very like dreamy like also maybe because of the era and then a lot of it is flashbacks where they're thinking about things. So there's that aspect too, which is kind of like heavy handed in some areas, but, um, not perfect, but just for that aspect alone, like I said, it does something different with the coming out story where like, to me, it stood out as really connecting with how much or your actions or, or a family member's actions can have, in the present anyway really liked it uh, i would say it's a heavy 3.5 i almost gave it a four but yeah i liked it a lot uncle frank and the last thing i'll go real quick i know you guys don't have anything else <laughs> i don't want to go on too long uh this was an older movie but i watched wildlife last night with some family um this has been on my list for a while it's written it's uh, directed boy. by paul dano jay jonah no. Oh, Paul Dano? Paul Dano. I mean, yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal. Directed by Paul Dano. <laughs> so Jake Gyllenhaal is not actually in the movie too much. But I would say this is also a coming-of-age story. Um, and throughout the movie, it's about uh, this kid and his parents' relationship and the breakdown of his parents' relationship and just how his dad goes to fight these wildfires and how the impact that has on the family. So that being said, it was... 
in context, once you get to like that halfway point, it kind of recontextualizes things. And if you're watching it through the viewpoint of the kid or the teenager, I should say, it really, really, really works. And there's a lot of good things about this movie. I liked it a lot. Um, it was relatable how you don't even know, like if your parents are going through something like that, you don't really even know much about them, especially he's 14, you know, a boy at that age. It's like, you don't know what your parents relationship is like, you know, you just always assume that it's good and that's what he does (laughs) and he's wrong and he learns that. And I mean, Carrie Mulligan's performance is definitely the best. I mean, she kind of goes off the deep end at some point and you really see that play out. And yeah, the whole thing, just the little moments in this movie is really what makes it and how relatable it makes it, how real it feels. Um, yeah, I liked it a lot. And I, like I said, I don't have too much to say about it. There's a couple nitpicks about it, but for hit for Paul Dano, his first movie, like that's what you also have to look at. His is only that this movie, is his first yeah. movie. Really? His only directorial effort. That's big. It's done like technically done very 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 well so check it out if you can at some point it's on netflix yeah it's probably it's better than shithouse oh um i mean it has you know it has bigger actors and probably a bigger budget i mean paul daniel paul daniel's at least been in big act yeah so shithouse had nobody it was a bunch of college kids yeah exactly (laughs) exactly movie um but yeah i liked it a well-respected actor i liked it a lot some of the I think one of the only nitpicks I had was some of the motivations of the characters. But again, when you recontextualize it within the eyes of the teenager, you don't see, they don't portray um, the breakdown of the relationship as much. Like you kind of, it just kind of comes out of nowhere. But again, when you're looking at it through the eyes of him, that's what it might feel like to a teenager who doesn't know anything about his parents. And all of a sudden he sees them start to break down. Right. Cause you don't know anything right. about that relationship. So if you look at it through his eyes, it works better. If you don't, you could kind of like nitpick it. But anyway, I gave that a four oh. out of five. What did so you give Shithouse? Three and a half, I think. I think I, think so I gave it a four. Yeah, I did like Shithouse a lot. That was a heavy 3.5, yeah. I think. That was done with like it no was, budget. This movie though. was also, um, yeah. Wildlife was based on a book. Yeah. Yes, it was. So it was just screenplay. was original and... Like yeah. made with like ten thousand. Yeah, house was a three point five. Yeah. <laughs> so I yeah. feel like you gave it three point five too. Did actually. I? I don't know. Watch a lot of movies this year. Is that over two hundred now? I think that's the end. It is. Okay, so next week is Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. And Soul. Chadwick Boseman's last last movie. Last movie. Chadwick Boseman's last movie. He's as super well. skinny in it too. As well yeah. as Soul, the Disney Plus Pixar movie. Um, so yeah, next week, and then that's our cram jam. If we, if there's anything else that we want to watch for 2020, we have to get it in by that week because the following week is going to be episode 50. It's going to be our one year anniversary. It's going to be our top 10 of 2020. It's going to be a massive show. So stay tuned for that. So next week is going to be huge as well. We're doing two features, plus a lot of other good movies. If we want to squeeze any in. And then we're going to be finalizing our list for 2020. So lots of big things coming up. It's easy. Yeah. Well, it's pretty easy. You could say it's easy because it's 2020. Well, so. I also have my list already made pretty much. Yeah, we both do. So. Yeah. <laughs> I do, though I don't think it might be in that exact order. 
but we'll see. Yeah, you have to look at yours. Yeah. I think I've been I've been redoing mine. I might a lot use since lower rank that end up higher. I don't know. We'll see. Sure. So that is uh, next week and the following week. So stay tuned for that. If you want to send questions or comments in, you can email us at sudsandcinemapodcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on Instagram at sudsandcinemapodcast. I am on Instagram, letterboxed and untapped <laughs> at the KG Project. I'm on both those as JSAL517. That's J-S-A-L-517. And I am on both platforms as well at Josh underscore Saldana. All right. Thanks for listening. Cheers, guys. <laughs>